0: The following is a presentation of the Retro Network.
1: 15, 64, 50, 80, 90, hi, hi. Hey you guys. Welcome to A Very Brady Podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Tack, and I'll be your skipper on this episode of the tour. And with me, as always, is my first mate and little buddy of the show, Jimmy Klein. Hello, hello. Ahoy, matey. Uh-huh. And on this podcast, we celebrate classic, iconic TV shows as we break them down one episode at a time. What we do here, Jimmy, as you know, uh, yeah, we take the episode, we do, we break it down every week. We elected to become president, and even though it does a fantastic job, we still treat it like complete garbage. Mm -hmm. All for you, the listener. We do. We we do be doing that. (laughs) On today's episode, we're going to take a look at Gilligan's Island, season one, episode six, entitled President Gilligan. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. Gilligan's Island is available to stream nowhere, Jimmy, for free anyway. Nope. But it is available to purchase on Apple TV and... Amazon Amazon Prime! Prime. Or you can do what we did and buy the series DVD box set. Hell yeah. It's available now through, through our Amazon affiliate link which is on our website at everybodypodcast.com slash shop. Damn, Skippy. It's a great way to support the show. It is. So, now that that's out of the way, how was your week? It was fine as wine, kind of chatty, you know what I mean? <laughs> kinda. How was your week? It was okay. Um, I had to work some overtime this week, so right on. That's kind of cool. They couldn't get enough of the tack, so they had to have <laughs> you come out a day off. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're lying. like, we we need more of that. Mm-hmm. Once you go tack, you never go back, right? Hell yeah! That's what they say when they ask you to go overtime. They're like, we we want to see you more. We want it's to be slider, see more man. of you. Yeah. Well, it wasn't just me; it was everybody. So. Yeah, but that's they don't count. They just so they didn't feel left out. Oh. That's what that was, yeah. Oh, 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 okay, exactly. Okay. Hell yeah! All right, all right. So I'm sure everybody's dying to know that Mr. Pickles feeling better. Oh, thank God! Hell good, to good. The, yeah. I know that was on everybody's minds, and I know everybody's wondering, where's the picture? <laughs> where's the picture that I was supposed to put up on Instagram of Menards? <laughs> right, like Jimmy, we want to see Menards. So <laughs> they do. They they they've said that. I think. Mm. Yeah, I appreciate you showing me, <laughs> sending me a picture, of Mister Pickle, showing how big he's getting. Yeah, he said, oh, yeah, Mister kind of Pickle nice. and Menards. <laughs> 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 yes, you should. Um, Both you of saw them Menards too. and Mister Pickle. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Mister Pickle is yeah, it's, it looks bigger than he did before. He did. Sure. He's feeling a lot better too, as you can tell. <laughs> yeah. it's funny funny just by doing yeah like it just makes something sound perverted just like like me and you like something we've always done in the past is if you say if you know what i mean it makes anything sound perverted yeah like i'm gonna take a drink of my coke if you know what i mean i don't know it just sounds dirty (laughs) yeah 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 I also got a new guitar this week. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yes. what you get? I got a, um, a 70s uh, classic vibe, Fender. So it's when a Fender. Now, s- when Go you ahead. say 70s, it makes it sound like it's a really old guitar. No, it's a replica of a really old guitar. So it's a it's new like a, guitar. It's like a, re- it's like a reissue. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. And okay. I love it. Well, good, good. Good job. Good, As yeah. my sister would say. Good job. Good job. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which sister is that? That would be Janisa So shout oh, out to Janisa, Janisa. <laughs> I just had to do that. Sorry. <laughs> shout out to my family. Um, They're like back. listening to the show now. Like my stepmom Joyce, she uh, just recently joined a very new right Facebook good. group. So that's cool. You know, if you guys see her on there, you know, say a shout out. Say yo, what up, mom attack or whatever. T- don't say, <laughs> don't say that. T- Should be like what you gotta say mama T. it just sounds mama cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 it's fun good times so we are back on the island today we are back um, on the island today took a Yesterday, little side last tour last week was a fun excursion i see what i did there and i was just gonna yeah. say we did a little do a little side tour mm-hmm. of uh, the variety, the variety hour that was and, that uh, was interesting. That was a that was definitely like a like some kind of mushroom trip or something. You know, that was that was something. <laughs> yeah, people were talking about it in the group today. Or, they were, yeah. Uh, yeah. A couple of days ago. They were saying, like, I actually did my homework and I wish I didn't, you know, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but hey, it's a hell of a lot more funny if you watch it before <laughs> you yeah, it does, listen yeah. to the show especially yeah, it was, the variety hour cuz there's a lot of interesting like, there's visual jokes in there that you can't miss that you we can't do justice on a podcast no so. no 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 that almost needs to be a video podcast doing that but yeah. oh man that was that was that was interesting <laughs> <laughs> i wish i was dead we need to grab she was she was dead like 17 times throughout that show it was crazy <laughs> every I'm single scene die <laughs> it's like, god Oh my god, this show's the joke. I wish I were dead. (laughs) Like, whoa. You're new here. You're not allowed to act like that yet. (laughs) I wish I could leave and somebody else would take over for me. Like, well, actually, (laughs) funny you say that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's what uh Eve Plum like saw the lines and was like, You fucking kidding me? These are my lines? Yeah, right. Yeah. I wish I were just repeatedly talking about dying. And throwing a fit and pouting this is my uh, I'm, not, I'm all set thanks maybe they did it because she's a replacement and she they were just like just just have her like whine and bitch and stuff I don't know like make people hate her more yeah, she can't be Jan so just have her bitch just have her be annoying <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: uh. But that's that's enough about last week's show. <laughs> they got enough of that last week. I <laughs> know. Oh, they probably don't want to. They're like, oh, shit, they're going to talk about it again. Ugh. Yeah, actually, we were just kidding, because now we're going to do episode two of The Variety. No, I'm teasing. That's not what we're doing tonight. <laughs> Fooled you. <laughs> now, let's talk about other episodes we've done. No. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think of this episode of Gilligan's Island? Uh... I didn't really care. I wasn't crazy about it, to be honest with you, because I'm not a huge fan of, like, politics and stuff. I just, I don't really. I mean, I'm not, I vote, you know, and I pay attention to the the candidates and all that kind of stuff, but I'm just not a fan of that whole culture and environment. I just, I think it's toxic, and I don't really like it, you know. Gotcha. Well, I thought that, um, spoiler alert, President Gilligan, he did, like, a really good job. And he was... But why did everybody all of a sudden just turn on him and just be lazy asses? I don't understand why everybody like, well, what position am I? What position? Oh, well, you're like a fucking castaway is what you are. Like, you don't need to be director <laughs> of anything. Like, we don't have a Navy. We don't have a judicial system. You're a castaway. That's what you are. You know what you are? You're the guy that listens to whatever the fuck I say. That's what you are. <laughs> That's I was, what you are. I was waiting for Gilligan to tell it to Mr. Howe. Well, I got, you know, court cases. I got. No, you know what? Those can wait. this isn't time to play make-believe. You can play make-believe anytime you want, but not right now. It's like, God, we got to dig a real life. Well, (laughs) but I mean, it is important to, once you establish a quote government, assuming that they're going to repopulate that Island and create a new country, like it's, it is important. And I'm glad they took it seriously as him being, well, quote, seriously as him being president and all that, because you know, it's not a real country yet, you know, but <laughs> it's important to like keep those boundaries there. I think so. I love how they've on. been missing for like a month and they're already talking about repopulating. Like let's just start civilization over on this little Island. Like you've only been gone for a month. Like what the fuck? Like <laughs> now that's everybody just trying to get some, like we need to start repopulating ginger, Marianne. Get over yeah. here. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a break. Okay, I know I'm exhausted. (laughs) It's hard to maintain that level of excitement. Like, you get tired. Yeah, it's true, it's true. Yeah, yeah. So, Jimmy and I are going to go take naps, and then uh, we'll be back. But you guys talk amongst yourselves. (laughs) I'll give you a topic. (laughs) The Industrial Revolution was neither industrial nor revolution. (laughs) nor revolution. revolution. Discuss. It's old school SNL right there. It is, yeah. All right, anyway. All right, uh, let's take a break. And when we come back, we're really going to break this episode down. Hell yeah. We'll be back. Yes. (sighs) Something wrong, Tech? Oh, nothing, Jimmy. Halloween is coming up, and my son says he's. too old for trick-or-treating but I still want to dress up okay have you checked out halloween costumes.com yet what's that what do you mean what's that we went over this last year we did Yes, HalloweenCostumes.com. It has the biggest and best selection of Halloween costumes, accessories, and decorations. Mm, no, but I don't recall. The biggest and best selection means over 10,000 costumes from your favorite pop culture properties in comics, video games, movies, and television. I, I, I got nothing. The best selection means costumes that fit anyone. Parents, kids, couples, groups, plus size... Ooh even sexy costumes ooh Ooh, la la la. okay yeah yeah I remember that now you got it oh and you know the retro network is all about them ugly Ugly halloween Halloween sweaters sweaters. yeah i remember that but i want something new they have stuff that's new they got brand new designs for 2022 see look oh wow like beetlejuice trick-or-treat and hocus pocus those weren't there last year and marty mcfly ghostbusters and mr potato head those weren't there last year either i know right so do you think they have like sexy hocus pocus i I don't i don't know maybe dude that's gonna get me so much candy my son is gonna be peanut butter and jealous and i'm not sharing any of it what what was that nothing so click on over to halloweencostumes.com using the promo code link in today's show notes and save 20 percent off your entire order now through october 31st 2022 HalloweenCostumes.com, the only place you need to shop this Halloween season. So do we have like sexy Mr. Potato? What is wrong with you? back oh man that was a good nap holy crap yeah was i snoring yeah. i feel like i was snoring i was snoring damn how do you know you're asleep <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh heard. shit got you <laughs> so we got gilligan's island season one episode six entitled president gilligan yes well let's get into it facts about the episode are first aired on october 31st oh, oh damn halloween episode it is halloween 1964 you know why ghosts don't have any babies why because they have Halloweenies. <laughs> where is it? Where is, where is it? Come on. It's let's... It wasn't in the same spot, but it's just, they're ghosts, so it's hollow. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> anyway, it was written by Roland Wolpert. That's nice funny name. to say. Yeah. Uh, directed by Richard Donner. Dick Donner. <laughs> Double D. <laughs> So, what did he do the other night on the date? Well, he (laughs) dicked (laughs) on her. Dicked (laughs) on her. According to IMDb, it seems that all the castaways, except for Mrs. Howell, have some type of position in the government. That's true, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Marianne's occupation is not directly stated, although she did mention having to settle a strike with Ginger, which might indicate she is the Secretary of Labor. Well, I mean, she did have that that conversation with Mister Howell about it, about Secretary, and she said, "Actually, I'm a what did she say? She's um, a clerk or something like that? a clerk." And he was like, "Oh, that's better. It's a hundred thousand a year. That whole thing." <laughs> so <laughs> that's so weird. Like she's gonna, and, he's gonna pay her that, like the money. Even if he did. That. Like what she can do with it, nothing exactly. Uh, Ginger breaks the fourth wall after Gilligan comes to visit her after the election and knocks himself out by hitting his head on a pole when she attempts to kiss him. She does it again in Angel on the Island and the Sweepstakes, and she also does it again at the end of this episode. That's what <laughs> they said? Well, she does it twice in this episode. Oh, oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, she does a shrug like it won't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you ready to fade in? I am ready to fade in. All right. So we fade in. (music) Scene one. Our story opens up with the professor and the skipper digging a hole with island made post diggers. The professor says, skipper, why don't we get Gilligan to help us with the well? Skipper says, Gilligan, help Professor, you've been out in the sun too long. The professor says all he'd have to do is dig. He can't do anything wrong if he's just digging. The skipper chuckles and says, yeah, yeah, right, this guy. right? All right, right, let's find out. Here they go again. Hey, skipper, watch this. Hey, Gilligan, what do you think of this? The skipper then calls out for Gilligan. Professor is like, I bet he'll do it well. (laughs) <laughs> um, why are they digging a well on it? All they're gonna do is hit seawater. Like, what do they hope to get? Like, I don't know. but no, we don't want to go to the. Lagoon. We want to get seawater out of the ground. Okay, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> does that like make a difference when they're actually digging the well and they're like, you know, well, he's not even gonna hit water. i like, when they hit a waterman island. Who would have yeah, known anyone? that a water pipe would be running through the island? That's weird. <laughs> right. I was like, of course <laughs> you're gonna hit water. You're on a freaking island this water tastes nasty oh yeah because it's seawater (laughs) scene two meanwhile gilligan is with the howls mr howl says now nothing pretentious gilligan you understand mr howl moves about in an animated fashion as he describes a simple flowing 15 room mansion right lovey we'll have four baths you understand and we'll have the servant quarters will be over here just then, the skipper calls out for Gilligan again. Gilligan oh, says, oh, that's the skipper. I got to run. Mr. Howe stops him and says, you'll do nothing of the sort. You see, we're planning the Howe Hill estate. Mrs. Howe says, you don't want him to get in trouble with the skipper, dear. That's how she said, dear. dear. <laughs> Mr. Howell points out, like we've been saying, love you. We are no longer on shipboard. He turns back to Gilligan and continues. You see, this is exactly the way I want the little estate built. God, he talks so weird. Just then the skipper yells out, Gilligan. (laughs) Gilligan. (laughs) You you can't do impressions. That was spot on. Was it? Nice. (laughs) Gilligan says, I got to go later. Mr. Howe stops him again and says, stand your ground, Gilligan. Gilligan says, if I do, I'll be buried in it. Mm -hmm. Mrs. Howell says, let the boy go, dear. (laughs) Mr. Howell adds, he's no longer a boy, lovey. He's a man. The skipper shouts one more time, Gilligan. (laughs) Gilligan (laughs) Gilligan jumps again and says, no, I'm a boy. And begins to run towards the skipper. But the skipper has found Gilligan and walks up to him carrying a shovel. Mr. Howell says you're interrupting a business conference. Besides, you're standing in the powder room and pushes the skipper back a couple of feet. The skipper asks powder room business conference. Gilligan, will you get over here and start digging? Gilligan grabs the shovel from the skipper and says, aye, aye, sir. And walks off, but not before Mr. Howell tells him, come back here, Gilligan. Gilligan walks back. The skipper orders, get going, Gilligan. Mr. (laughs) Mr. Howell shouts, come back here, Gilligan. As the skipper shouts, get going, Gilligan. This makes Gilligan walk back and forth, not knowing where to go. The skipper shouts at Mr. Howell. I gave him an order. Mr. Howell shouts back and I gave him a job. Gilligan comments. I wish I were twins. Mrs. Howell suggests maybe we should toss a coin, dear. She didn't (laughs) say that, but that's how she talks. Mr. Howell asks, "Coin, the fuck is that?" No, he didn't say it, that, but that's how he said. He should. <laughs> Mrs. Howell corrects her error and says, "I mean bill." Mm-hmm. The skipper shouts, "I'm having enough trouble running this island without a mutiny." Mr. Howell asks, "Well, who told you that you were running the island?" The skipper loses his shit and barks,
0: "I'm the skipper."
1: <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Howell says, "At sea, you are the skipper." On land, I am chairman of the board. He puffs his chest out proudly. Hmm. With all the commotion, the rest of the castaways walk over. The skipper says, Professor, will you tell these people who's in charge on this island? The professor says, well, actually, no one is. The skipper, shocked at his response, says, no one. Mr. Howell shouts, no one. Good heavens, this is anarchy. The skipper bows up on Mr. Howell and says, "It it is not. I am in command. Mm. mr howell shouts back no i am running this island damn ginger butts in and says i've got an idea why don't we oh actually she talks like this i've got an idea i don't remember <laughs> asking you a goddamn thing. <laughs> why don't we vote you know like an election uh-huh. <laughs> the, the rest of the castaways all happily agree with ginger's idea mr howell says i'll spend millions on my campaign The skipper says, that's unfair. Mr. Howell says, that's right. It is unfair. Instead, I'll buy the votes. Let me see. The castaways begin chatting about the election amongst each other. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool, though. Thurston was like, at sea, you're the skipper. It's like, damn. Mm -hmm. Is there even a skipper? Were you you a land skipper now? Is that what you are? (laughs) Ass. (laughs) landscaper those two always seem to be butting heads in these early Mm -hmm. episodes Mm -hmm. that's true um i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure that thurston is like he seems like he might be suffering like from mental problems on the island like he's becoming like you pointed out in the first episode like he's kind of him and and mrs howell are kind of separated from reality a little bit but it seems like more and more, yeah. It seems like more and more she's a little bit more grounded and he's pulling further away from what's real. Like he's, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's bad enough he sleeps with a teddy bear, but now he's thinking he's, you know, chairman of the board and stuff and like wants to be a judge and st- for make believe cases and stuff. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> that guy's having problems. He's not eating enough fruit or something. It's <laughs> a good point. Good yeah, point. He's lost, he's lost us. He's got like scurvy or something. I don't know, but. <laughs> Ah, he's a scurvy dog.
0: Oh, it's to drive me nuts. Scene three.
1: No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> scene three. Later, the professor stands before the rest of the castaways and says, Now I know that it's going to be a good, clean, hard-fought battle right down to the wire. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> clean. The skipper <laughs> walks over with Mr. Hal as he says, That's right, professor. There's no room for dirty politics on this island. Mr. Howell says, Well, we can always make a little room for something like that. Hey, Professor. He jokingly jokes. Hey, it's a professor. Know. Hey, boo boo. The professor ignores his comment and says, Just one thing, gentlemen. Let's get this election over with as soon as possible so we can all get back to work <laughs> on that well. Do you have something to say? No, to I'm, just, I'm just <laughs> laughing at the fact that like, oh, we're going to have an election. That means nothing else can happen while we're having this election, because obviously it takes everybody's full attention all day long. <laughs> like nobody can do anything else because you have to apparently walk around and talk to people, I guess. I don't know. Like <laughs> All right. Skipper says, that's fine with me, professor. I'm ready for that election anytime now. Mr. Howell says, wait a minute, captain. When are you coming out of your smoke-filled hut and really face the issues? The professor asks, What issues, Mr. Howell? Mr. Howell says, I'm sure you'd like to know what my opponent thinks, for example, of slum clearance, Mm. of Tideland oil drilling, or Mm -hmm. uh, free school lunches. Amen. Mm -hmm. Mr. Howell gets all spun up and adds, I would like to meet him in a face-to-face debate on public transportation, coconut conservation, and high-rise dwellings. The skipper gets in Mr. Howe's face and says, Now you see here, Howell, Mr. Howe argues, Now wait a minute, you're going to have to face up to the issues, Captain. You better give them some thought. The professor is now literally stuck between the two debaters. Hmm. Sorry, I, was, I was I was waiting for a master debater joke there. Well, I'm sure one of them is the master debater. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Skipper adds in the first place. Who's going to ask a lot of stupid questions like that? Mister Howell points his finger at Skipper and simply says, "Mrs. Howell." Mm. Uh, okay, are they really wasting their time over some dumbass election? Well, I do agree that there needs to be somebody in charge. Yeah, but all it takes is okay. Who's everybody think needs to be in charge? And everybody's like, I think this person. This person. Is, okay, Gilligan got three out of the the seven votes. All right, cool. It's Gilligan. All right, let's dig the well now. See how fast I solve that. <laughs> why are they spending all day building election booths and stupid shit like that? Like, what? Why do they entertain <laughs> well, all this dumb shit? Like, if they're gonna elect somebody to be in charge, they need to know like where they stand on issues. You know what I mean? Like, do they well, know like, like, Let's put. Like, they should stand put this on person in saved. charge. Like, who, right. So they, they one person be like, "Oh, I want to elect this one to be in charge." Where do you stand on issues? Well, I think uh, that our main focus needs to be um, fixing teddy bears. Like, okay, I'm not voting for you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I know, I don't know. I just think they're wasting time. And uh, is all this really more important than? I mean, it's fucking water. You know what I mean? Like, is it really more important than water? <laughs> Right, Like, fuck water. (laughs) We need to figure out who's going to be our president and our pretend judge. Like, what? What are you talking about? Um, And also. (laughs) Let's not forget Secretary of Labor. Yeah, Yeah. right. And also, yay, politics. Yay, politics. Hmm. All right. Scene foe. Later, Mr. Howe stands in front of the castaways and gives a speech. He says, and I beg of you, dear friends, do not place one more burden on the fragile shoulders of our dear gallant captain who lies sleepless in his bed at night. As the camera pans out, it appears he's only practicing his speech with Mrs. Howell. He asked for her assistance. As she says, sleepless in bed at night, ridden with guilt. Mr. Howell says guilt. Yes. Thank you. Ridden with guilt. He continues practicing his speech, ridden with guilt. About the shipwreck, which was his fault. Mm. Written with guilt about the loss of the transmitter, which was his fault. Mm. Filled with shame about the lack of qualities of leadership, which was Mm. his mother's fault. Mom burn. Oh, what this island needs is a president like me. One who is brave, true, loyal, devoted and faithful. And above all. Modest. (laughs) The skipper now steps up for his speech. And I say to you, don't change leaders in mid ocean. Elect me first president, the man who's first at sea, on land, and first father of your island. (laughs) As we change shots, we see that Gilligan is the only one watching the skipper's speech. Gilligan claps his hands to the skipper's speech. The skipper walks down to Gilligan as Gilligan says, That was great, skipper. The skipper says, You really think so? Gilligan says, Yeah, only can we vote for George Washington? Mm-hmm. The skipper, now confused, asks, George Washington? Gilligan says, Isn't that who you're talking about? The skipper gets flustered and says, No, Gilligan, I was talking about me. Mm. The skipper crosses his arms and asks, Why should people vote for me? Gilligan simply says, I don't know. <laughs> the skipper snaps, Well, think. Gilligan thinks for a second and says, uh, I got it because you're the skipper and you'll threaten them. <laughs> <laughs> After a second to actually consider that, he says, no, that won't work. <laughs> Gilligan says, mm, works with me. And the skipper says, but you're different. Gilligan says, I am. The skipper says, well, certainly you're in my crew. I can threaten you. <laughs> he crosses his arms again and says, I've got to woo the voters. Gilligan says, you don't woo me. I'd rather be mm. threatened. <laughs> the skipper, slowly losing his temper, says, not you, Gilligan, the girls. The skipper then smiles and straightens out his collar. Oh, yeah. shit. Mm. And how, does, how, whoa, whoa. how does he straighten it out to? Like a motherfucking boss. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, <shit. Okay. laughs> Um. I would say that the the shipwreck and the loss of the transmitter was the skipper's fault. Um, Yeah, I mean he was the skipper. Even if weather and stuff was involved, it's his fault for not following through with a three hour tour to see what the weather was. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love how the the skipper actually considers (laughs) like threatening people. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Like I this mental picture of him going on the going around the island like you want your ass kicked? You you fucking vote for me, (laughs) like. Oh uh, it's just funny. <laughs> you know I'm bigger than you, right? You know I can beat you, right? <laughs> you know you got to sleep at some point, right? Um but I like I like how he thinks he's going to woo the girls like, of all people on the island him. Like not the professor, not even Gilligan. Not even Mr. Howell who's rich. the skipper. Skipper's the one that's going to woo the girls. Okay. <laughs> scene 5. A bit later, the Skipper arrives at Ginger's hut with a handful of freshly picked flowers. Ooh. He stops outside her hut and asks, Ginger, are you home? Ginger steps out with a big smile and says, hello, Skipper. Mm. Skipper says, lovely flowers for a lovely lady. (laughs) He holds them up for her to see. Ginger looks down at them and says, gee, they're lovely. Ooh. Those are the flowers the professor said are poisonous. Skipper's eyes get big because he has poisonous. Skipper freaks out, tosses them into the air, and runs away. Ginger steps away as to not get hit with the falling poisonous flowers. Yeah, those those look like hibiscus. They did. <laughs> I um I don't know of any flowers that are poisonous. Like, I mean, I'm sure if you ate them or you licked them. Poison Ivy. Or, but those aren't flowers, though. Oh, True. So, I mean, I, I can't imagine a flower where if you touch it, you, you know, you get sick or something. So yeah, I'm calling bullshit. Ding. Once again, the professor's just making shit up. <laughs> well, apparently he's a professor of botany amongst all the other things he is. So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just walking around with like ginger, he's like, you see those flowers over there. Those are the, uh, <laughs> dilupious po- poisonous, um, breed of, and they're poisonous so don't touch them. Wow, you know so much, Professor. (laughs) I, I, I I know. Story time. Real quick. Okay. I I went and got a picture developed and it was a picture of a flower, right? And I got it developed at Southern Photo, which no longer exists, but it was a a photography store, right? And I got Mm -hmm. this picture of this flower. It was kind of a close-up, right? And I got an 8 by 10 And, um, there was this this young uh, young guy working, and he was he seemed a little bit naive kind of thing, and I was just joking around with him, but he was like, "Hey, this is this is a really nice flower. What kind is it?" Well, the truth is, it was a weed, like it wasn't a flower, right? Right, right. <clears throat> but I told him I was like, "It's called." I don't even know why I did this. This is so stupid. I was <laughs> like, "Well," it's, I said, "It's called the chinchilian puka blossom." Is what it, that's actually the name of it. And he's like, really? I said, yeah, there's a small island off the coast of Chile. And it's the only island that these things grow on. But they only grow once a year. And you got to be there like at the right time, you know, to, to film them, you know, take pictures of them. And he's like, really? I'm like, no, it's a weed. <laughs> I took it when I was at the zoo. I thought it was a cool looking weed, man. I'm like, come on now. So, I mean, you're, you're working at a fucking photography place. Come on. like, um, Yeah, you work in a photography place. So you should know everything about botany and Chile. Exactly, yeah. But really Jesus. what it was was... um um me and my wife have this, we call it the wildflower project. And and what we do is we, the rules are you 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 can't take pictures of flowers that were planted there on purpose. It's got to be a flower that's a weed that's just kind of growing on its own. And so mm-hmm. we kind of document and, and take pictures of, of wildflowers. And then we have them out in our kitchen blown up eight by tens. So, mm-hmm. yeah, because that's really what that was. But I just thought it was funny that I had a kid believe and it was a chinchilla and puka blossom. I just made that up. I don't even think that's a real flower. So it's just funny. <laughs> good times. Good times. Hell yeah. Line of, line of strangers. Yeah. Yeah. Still got stories to tell. Hell yeah. Even after 35 years. Exactly. All right. Scene six. Over at Marianne's hut. Yeah. She stands outside wow. with Mr. <laughs> <laughs> she stands outside with Mr. Howell and says, Shame on you. Mm. Oh. Mr. Howell asks, well, what did I do? Marianne says, trying to buy my vote. Mr. Howell says, I did nothing of the kind. It's perfectly proper for a presidential candidate to want to hire a secretary. Mm-hmm. Marianne asks, at 50000 a year, mm-hmm. Mr. Howell says, good secretaries are hard to find. Mm-hmm. Marianne turns her back to him and says, I'm not even a good secretary, Mr. Howell. Mm. She turns to him and whispers, as a matter of fact, I'm not even a secretary. I'm only a clerk. Mr. Howell says, a clerk? Oh, a clerk. In that case, 100000 Group mm. insurance, fringe benefits, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you do. And I think you do. Yeah. Marianne <laughs> continues to ignore him. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so, you, you're, you're going to tell us, right? So, do you know how much $50,000 a year is in 1964 to today money? I do not. <laughs> I wasn't alive in 1964. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Even if you were and you were like two, you don't remember? No. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So, 50000 a year, today would be equivalent to, do you have a guess? I'm going to say $50,000 a year in... Nineteen sixty four was probably like eighty five thousand a year. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, no. <laughs> Today you, it would you be ignorant worth it. Slut. <laughs> Jimmy, <you> ignorant slut. Jimmy, ignorant slut. It'd be worth four hundred and seventy seven thousand six hundred and ninety five dollars and sixteen cents. Because when you hear the scene and she's like fifty thousand a year, people at home are like yeah, like you got a problem? Like that's like normal <laughs> a lot of places. Like damn. Okay, that makes a difference. And then he offered her a hundred thousand dollars. You know, so how that's much? like close to like a million. That'd be like eight hundred fifty thousand dollars, right? Nine hundred fifty-five thousand three hundred ninety dollars and thirty-two cents. Wow! So he's offering her like a million dollars a year, plus fringe benefits. Can't forget the fringe benefits mm-hmm. now. Come on now. I'm curious what kind of fringe benefits he'd be offering her. Oh, it's probably his cock. Yeah, that or his Menards, <laughs> um, <laughs> or his Mister Pickle. Um, so going back to the scene, like, why would a campaign need a clerk? Like, for, a clerk for what? Like, I've never, i I know what <laughs> a secretary, obviously, but what's a clerk for a campaign? Like, I don't know, but I think he was just trying to get. Like his hot little secretary working for yeah. him, you know, and then we got to spend some late nights together going over my campaign, you know? <laughs> mm. Yay, politics. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Dirty politics. So I, I feel like I feel like we should clarify, like, we don't hate politics. Like, we're, we're involved with politics. We vote. We pay attention to the candidates and stuff. We just don't like the drama that comes with it. So, no. just so people don't think we're a couple of losers, that, well, I don't vote. In. No, we're not like that. Like, we, <laughs> we follow along and we vote and everything. Right. We just don't like all the drama associated with it. Right. That's the part we don't like. Right. Scene <laughs> seven. A while <laughs> later, Mr. Howe was standing outside the shower as Ginger takes a shower. Burp, burp. He says, Well, I'm not going to insult your intelligence by attempting to bribe you. Ginger pokes her head out of the shower curtain and says, Gee, Mr. Howe, I don't see what one thing has to do with the other. (laughs) Ginger steps back into the shower. Mr. Howe peeks around, trying to get a good look inside, and says, Are you suggesting that perhaps you could be bribed? Ginger pokes her head out again and says, Everybody says I've got an open mind. Oh, shit. (laughs) Ginger steps back into the shower. Mr. Howe goes on. Ginger... Off this island, I'm a very wealthy and important man. As a matter of fact, I'm thinking of buying Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about buying God. <laughs> okay. Ginger once again pokes her head out and says, Hollywood? Mr. Hal smiles and says, yes. Don't you think you ought to have a star in your dressing room door? Ginger says, gee, Mr. Hal. I mean Mr. President <laughs> Mr. House smiles knowing that he has her vote uh, that person has a star in their dressing room you know what that means that means they own Hollywood <laughs> like no it means that they have a dressing room that's all that means <laughs> <Right>. dumbass um, <laughs> why are they wasting so much water taking showers and shit you know what I mean like I got a feeling that's fresh water they're using I don't think that's yeah. They should water. probably dig a well <laughs> exactly yeah like i understand the need to take a shower but come on really like that's a shit ton of water she's wasting <laughs> you could easily just get a rag wet and clean off that way instead of wasting a shit ton of just water Just go jump but, in the lagoon was, exactly um but also since when do they have a shower like what the fuck like that's uh, it's new they just built it okay um why can't Ginger have any privacy? You know, if Skipper was in there, people would be staying the fuck away. You know, they would. <laughs> so why are you asking then? Like, it's stupid. Like, just leave her the fuck alone. Let her take a shower. It's like, weird. How come when Ginger showers, everybody seems to be around all the time? I don't know, Jimmy. You know, you know, Gilligan, or you know, the Skipper's in there going, Gilligan, like trying to get him to come over and talk to him and shit when he's in the shower. <laughs> you know he is, because nobody wants to visit him when he's in the shower. I show. was just scratching Menards, and I was thinking... <laughs> Come over here and tell me, Mr. Pickle is funny. <laughs> yeah. As I was washing myself, Gilligan, I was at, I was thinking, do we have enough coconuts? <laughs> <laughs> I almost want to get the Menards jingle, save big money at Menards, and just so we can play that whenever we talk about. <laughs> is that really the jingle? <laughs> yeah, well, last I lived in Illinois at the same time you did a long time ago, and back then it was yeah. That's hilarious 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 <laughs> scene eight a bit later gilligan stands next to a tree that's it scene no, nine no. <laughs> <laughs> a bit later gilligan stand next to a tree deep in thought he looks back and does a double take surprised to see ginger standing there hmm She says, hello. (laughs) She creepily floats towards Gilligan as he asks, who are you talking to? Ginger gets right in his face and says, you. (laughs) Gilligan, surprised, asks me. Ginger says, you're the only one here, aren't you? Hmm. She continues to step closer and closer to the young first mate as he says, yeah, but I'm just me. Ginger smiles and says, I know. (laughs) Gilligan continues to step backwards away from Ginger as she creeps slowly towards him. He says, yeah, but you've never been so friendly to me before. Mm -hmm. Ginger says, there's always a first time for everything, isn't there? (laughs) there? As (laughs) As Ginger inches towards Gilligan, he says, I must be dreaming. Ginger whispers, pinch yourself and see. Uh (laughs) Gilligan, I think she's slowly turning into Pat from saying that. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh (laughs) Gilligan takes the advice and pinches himself. He actually says, ouch. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm here. And I just remembered I'm campaigning. Vote for the skipper. Ginger, not paying any attention to him, says, Gilligan, come here. Come closer, Gilligan. <laughs> starting to to creeped out now. <laughs> Gilligan nervously continues to back away from the very forward Ginger. He eventually backs right into a tree and is cornered. Ginger comes close and says, Gilligan, would you do me an extra special favor? Uh-huh. Gilligan remains speechless. Ginger continues. Vote for Howl. <laughs> and then kisses her fingertip and is about to touch his lips when Gilligan pulls away but smacks his head on the tree. He knocks himself out and falls to the ground. Ginger looks into the camera and shrugs. <laughs> what? <laughs> Your Ginger is slowly morphing into like a wicked old witch. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And she looks into the camera and is like... <laughs> She's like an apple, dear. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a, a look to camera. That's like the second time in the series that they mm-hmm. had. No, maybe the third time. Yeah. It, doesn't the Skipper do it? I don't know if Skipper does, but Gilligan does it in one episode. Like the first well, episode. Well, I thought it was the monkey episode with where, the, where the, the chimp was on. I thought, Gilligan, I thought the Skipper looked to camera. No, Gilligan did it twice. Yeah. No, okay. Um, why hmm. is Gilligan so afraid of her? I have no idea. Does he not want to, like, get some? Because... No, you know what it is? Conspiracy theory time. Oh, okay. Here we go. I think he's afraid Skipper will be jealous. Oh. Yep. Think about it. Wait. There's only one reason why the Skipper could be that mean to him and he ain't going to say shit. Is that why the Skipper, every time he's in the shower, he's always calling for Gilligan? (laughs) Gilligan! He's Gilligan! Yeah. Hell yeah. You know it. Mm, uh, 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 They're coconuts. Uh. Like like in this same scenario, couldn't you picture Gilligan going, "Uh, I just couldn't do that to the skipper. Come on now. (laughs) That didn't sound that far off, did it? No, it actually doesn't at (laughs) all. Exactly. (laughs) Wow. Yep. There you go. That's why you so afraid of ginger. Yeah. Scene nine. Later, the skipper is proudly painting a campaign sign that reads, Don't change skippers. (laughs) He puts the final touches on the sign with a few hibiscus flowers. The poisonous kind, right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Don't change skippers. What the fuck does that mean? Well, like they're not voting for a skipper. They're voting for a president. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the skipper is the leader of the island in his eyes. Okay. So. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Scene 10. A few moments later, Skipper and Gilligan are balancing out in the lagoon on a small island-built raft so they can hang this new sign from a palm tree that hangs over the lagoon. Mm -hmm. The Skipper proudly reads, don't change Skippers. Gilligan, get me the paint can. Gilligan says, yes, sir. And then he gives him that look like no he doesn't know Gilligan <laughs> then steps out. Gilligan then steps out of the raft and tiptoes across the top of the water to the land and grabs the paint can and tiptoes back across the top of the water with the paint can. Mm-hmm. The skipper shocked to see this says Gilligan you can't just walk on water? I like he says that like he's in trouble. You're <laughs> supposed to get your feet wet Gilligan. <laughs> Gilligan um, you can't just walk on water. Gilligan, you can't just fly. <laughs> as if he's in trouble for something <laughs> Gilligan says no skipper I- I'm I'm walking on the board see <laughs> Gilligan points <laughs> Gilligan points out the board that's just below the surface the skipper points out well the board ends there don't step out there Gilligan says oh no sir as Gilligan steps back onto the raft he trips and falls into the skipper <laughs> causing himself and the skipper to fall overboard in the oh. lagoon there's your bum, 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 bum. It, it looked like they fell into like mud or something. Cause when he pulled his head up, his face was all covered with mud and shit. Like, huh, it was kind of gross. Yeah, Skipper. This scene felt very pointless. Like, what was the point of the scene? I kind of agree with you. It was kind of weird. Like, why do you want to hang a sign there when there's like yeah. billions of other better places to hang a sign? I feel like the editor was like, shit, we only have 23 minutes. We're supposed to have 24. Well, fuck it. Just film something with them hanging a sign. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Scene. Hello. hello. Later, Gilligan is walking with Mister Howell. Mister Howell says, "Gilligan, my boy, have you ever thought about yourself?
0: Have you ever seen a grown man naked?"
1: <laughs> Gilligan asks, "Have I ever thought what about myself? Like, like sometimes when I'm in the shower, at night. <laughs> like, dude, what are you saying?" <laughs> Mister Howell says, "What I mean is." what you want to be in life. Gilligan says, sure. Sometimes I lie awake at night. (laughs) A rescued castaway. That's my biggest goal right now. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I lie awake at night and think if I try real hard and obey the skipper's orders, maybe someday I'll be a junior petty officer. (laughs) Mr. Howell says Gilligan, how would you like to be the secretary of the Navy? Gilligan's eyes widen as he repeats, Secretary of the Navy? You gotta be kidding. I don't even know how to tie a knot. Mr. Howell, trying to sweet-talk him, says, Oh, you're just being modest. Gilligan says, No, I'm not. Look, Gilligan points down to his feet and shows that his shoelaces aren't even tied. (laughs) Mr. Howell says, Well, I mean, whoever heard of a Secretary of the Navy tying his own knots? I'll assign you some able-bodied semen eh, to yeah. perform such oh, so. menial chores for you. Gilligan asks, where are we going to find an able-bodied semen? <laughs> Mr. Howell says, oh, here comes one now. Just then, Mr. Two- Howell's going to be like, come over here. And did they go into the bushes? <laughs> Let me show you. I got all kinds of semen here for you. <laughs> come here, Gilligan. <laughs> <laughs> just then <laughs> skipper walks up puts his hands on his hips and says gilligan why are you talking to Howl? gilligan says oh, i'm sorry skipper dude you're right man yeah you can't even fucking talk to anybody that's what i'm else. saying man hell no that's like that that's like that fucking dick boyfriend that's like why are you talking to him you exactly. talking yeah, to him yeah. for we now next f- week we fucking him now like, I'm pretty heck? sure there's an episode at the towards the end of season two where Gilligan comes out and Skipper's like, the fuck you all dressed up for? Why are you wearing that? Who are you trying to look good for, Gilligan? Let me check your cell phone. All that kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Let me check your clamshell. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's towards the end of season two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Howell barks, don't be afraid, Gilligan. In a few hours, he'll be working for you. Oh, shit. Mr. Howell then winks at Gilligan. Skipper Shocked to hear this says, what? (laughs) Gilligan says, he means, but is quickly interrupted by Mr. Howell, who says, what I mean is, when I am president, Gilligan is going to be secretary of the Navy. Oh, shit. He's going to recover with semen. (laughs) He's going to have so much semen, he's going to know what to do with it all. That's right. (laughs) The skipper repeats, secretary of the Navy. Skipper thinks for a second and says, Gilligan... It's going to be sacred. The skipper starts to laugh at the idea. He looks at Gilligan and asks, Well, why are you laughing, Gilligan? Gilligan says, I was thinking how nice it would be to have someone to tie my shoelaces. The skipper, shocked to hear this, stops laughing, looks down at Gilligan's shoes. He sees they're not tied. He realizes that none of this is funny anymore. It's only his little buddy. <laughs> but Gilligan attempts to hide them from embarrassment. Mm. Mm. <sighs> I felt bad for Gilligan when the skipper laughed, because you could tell like he was just like, Yeah, that's yeah. you know, the one person in the island that actually believed in me, you know. <laughs> Fucking laughing. You know? He's like, ah, moron! He <laughs> can't even be a secretary of like you know, um something that needs a secretary. <laughs> You can't even uh, uh, tie a knot. Um, Look at your shoes, moron. We got to go. Speaking of his shoes, I could have sworn he had blue shoes. Um, it's or black is that and white, the Skipper? So. Uh, um, I know the Skipper has the blue topsiders. I, I okay. can't remember. I think Gilligan's are white, right? He's got like hmm. Keds on or something. I yeah, think they're yeah, just yeah. white topsiders. But like, yeah, yeah. Think the kind Gilligan wears is the kind my dad used to use, like the Vans that style where they slip on. I think no, uh, no. I take it back. He had the the laces. Yeah, I think they're the same as the skipper, but white. Yeah, when I was in the Navy, when we worked topsider, we used the same ones that the skipper wore, the blue topsiders. Damn. God, they still make those that long. That's crazy. Yeah, Navy issue. That's the kind. That's the kind Mr. Rogers wore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember uh, way back in the way back um, going on a Tiger cruise. Do you mean like in the back of like a station wagon, like in the way back? Oh, no, 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 no. This is like time-wise way back in the day. Oh, oh, gosh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And I went on a tiger cruise with you. Oh, right, right, right. Right? And I remember like we had to get there really super early in the morning. I was exhausted because I, I stay up late, right? Yeah. And so I went into your bunk and I, and I took a nap, right? And when I woke up, dude, you were you had so much semen around you. It was unbelievable. <laughs> Holy well, crap. I've never seen all around you too. I had never seen like that level of semen anywhere. Like it was so like concentrated around you. You know what I mean? Like, do you mean like in my rack, how you, there's like, when everywhere. you were laying there the, in the, the rack, semen, wherever, like, like there was just semen everywhere, everywhere you look. it's so like you couldn't even like, like spin around or struggle with your arms without hitting some semen. Like, it's, <laughs> it's true. It's yeah. True. That's back when I wasn't allowed to go in the in the galley because my head was too big. <laughs> the, the one size fits all paper hats did not yeah. fit you. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. That was, I still, that was, that was the first time I realized that your head was big because I was yeah. like, you got to put this hat on. Like You're like it won't fit And I was like it's one size fits all It'll fit you just gotta open it up And then
0: <laughs> And then the, <laughs> I'll
1: never forget the <laughs> way you did Cause you put it on and then it just like Open all the way up And you're just mm-hmm. like It just unfolded. It was just straight. (laughs) You're like, oh my God. (laughs) I forgot about that. That was so funny. Oh my (laughs) God. I was like, fine. I want to go in your stupid little kitchen, anyways. (laughs) 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 Discriminating against people with big heads. That's messed up. What would you have done if you were in the Navy? Not been in the Cali. (laughs) Sure, you can't be a cookie. Your head's just too big. (laughs) (sighs) 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 Scene 12. Next, the professor sets up the shower to act as a makeshift voting booth. All castaways are listening as he says, all right, folks, seven pieces of paper have been initialed by all seven of us. These are the official ballots. Now, think carefully before marking them, because what you write on your ballot counts. Mm. After a dramatic pause, he continues. Now, who wants to vote first? Gilligan says, I do. But the skipper immediately stops him by saying, women and children first. That's what I stand for. (laughs) Mr. Howell says, see what I mean? Who wants a president who would let children vote? (laughs) Marianne steps forward and says I'll vote first professor the professor now hands out the ballots to everyone saying Ginger you're next as everyone steps away Mr. Howell whispers to Ginger a star is born Mm -hmm. Ginger smiles as Ginger walks off the skipper having seen the little interaction step into Mr. Howell and and asks what was that all about Mm -hmm. Mr. Howell simply says inside joke there's no campaigning at the voting area I'm just saying hell no um, so why is it suddenly okay for the skipper to talk to Mr. Howell but like it's not okay for Gilligan to because he didn't walk up to him like oh, 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 oh you know, he was <laughs> like that he walks up he's like hey like what was that all about like whoa 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 Who, Mr. Nice Guy talking to Mr. Howell mm-hmm. all of a sudden what the hell Well, let me tell you about narcissists. Let me tell you about somebody (laughs) cheating on Gilligan. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, that came out of nowhere. And narcissists don't ever think they're doing anything wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, scene 13. Ooh. A few moments later, the skipper steps out of the voting booth. He walks over to Gilligan and says, Gilligan, I want you to get in there and vote. Oh, shit. Like, what else was he going to do? So he walks him over to the booth, stops and says, but before you do, I want you to think about all the things that I've done for you. (laughs) Gilligan says, aye, aye, sir. Gilligan then turns towards the booth to go in. Skipper stops him and says, oh, wait a minute, Gilligan. On second thought, maybe you better not think about all the things. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) All of the things. (laughs) All oh, sorry, <laughs> Skipper just laughs. Gilligan just chuckles and heads into the booth. <laughs> you know, kind of like a <laughs> like like a woman who's like <clears throat> been abused. Like, it is like that. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I wouldn't want later on in the bunk. I wouldn't want anything bad to happen. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't want you to trip and fall. Right, Gilligan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 right. Yeah. So Gilligan chuckles and heads into the booth Mr. Howe steps over and says Remember, once you pull that cord No man can tell you how to vote It's true Mr. Secretary Oh shit Mr. Howe points down at Gilligan's shoes And then points to the skipper and just laughs. laughs The skipper just rolls his eyes Gilligan steps into the booth to vote as he turns around to pull the rope to close the curtain, he mistakenly pulls the wrong cord and oh. the shower barrel tips over and pours water all over him. Oh, man. Silly. Shh. Gee, didn't see that coming. <laughs> I actually didn't see that coming. I didn't as soon as as soon as I saw the shower in the first scene I'm like, really? Really? That's what they're going (laughs) to do. Scene 14. A while later, after voting has completed, the skipper is dumping water out of the ballot box and then sets it down. Gilligan, still drenched, is being consoled by Marianne. Ooh la la la. 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 The skipper says, quiet down, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) There you are, professor. Marianne says, Gilligan, you're shivering. Gilligan shivering says I'll be all right in a m- 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 minute. Mm-hmm. The professor now takes the lid off the ballot box. He pulls out a wet vote and says, "All right, now, the first ballot is for Yeah. Yeah. The skipper. Ah, oh, okay. Gilligan cheers with glee. <laughs> the skipper takes one of his shirts and puts it around Gilligan and says, This will keep you warm, little buddy. (laughs) The professor continues to pull ballots. The second ballot is for... Yeah? Mr. (laughs) Howl. Ginger jumps up and down, claps her hands, and giggles with excitement. (laughs) Gilligan also cheers for Mr. Howl the skipper sees this and immediately gets jealous. Sorry. Snatches his shirt away from Gilligan that was keeping him warm. Mm. Mr. Howell now steps in with a sports coat and wraps Gilligan up, wraps Gilligan up and says Mr. Secretary warmzy, warmzy." <laughs> the professor continues. The third ballot is for Yeah Yeah the skipper. Oh. Mr. Howell snatches the coat away from Gilligan. The professor says, The skipper now leads two to one. He pulls another ballot. The fourth ballot is for. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Howell. Oh. Ginger jumps for joy again and says, Oh, yippee. <laughs> Mr. Howell gives her a quiet signal to calm the fuck down, if you know what I mean.
0: that
1: fucking bitch out! <laughs> 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 Mrs. Howell says, Oh, isn't that exciting? Now it's two all. <laughs> the, pro- <laughs> the professor continues. The fifth ballot is... Yeah? Yeah? A write-in vote for yeah? Gilligan. Gilligan? The skipper and Mr. Howell scoff as they both say, let me see that. <laughs> they both reach for the wet ballot and they tear it in half. Hmm. They come back together again to read it. Upon inspection, Mr. Howell says, why, that's Lovey's handwriting. <laughs> Mrs. Howell says, oh, yes, it is, dear. (laughs) You're getting better. (laughs) I decided that it's time for you to let somebody else run everything. Then we can have the honeymoon. You've always been promising me all these years. Years. Yeah, you need to, like, stretch out the last word, and then you you nailed it. (laughs) You've been promising me all these years. Mr. Howell chuckles and says, why, you romantic schemer, you. (laughs) Mr. Howell gets serious again and says, later, dear, the election. Mm. The professor says the vote is tied at two and two. Marianne pipes up and says, and one for Gilligan. The professor says,
0: I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The professor says, well, I hardly think that's necessary to mention that, Marianne. Damn. The skipper shakes his head and says, (laughs) certainly, Marianne, get your head out of your ass. (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) Go back to Kansas. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up! (laughs) (laughs) The professor goes on. The sixth ballot is for... Yeah. Gilligan. Marianne pipes up and says, Gilligan is my man too. Whoa, okay. The professor says
0: asking you a goddamn thing.
1: The professor says, the vote still stands at two votes for the skipper and two for Mr. Howell. Marianne continues piping up saying, and two write-in votes for Gilligan. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. The professor reaches in to pull the last vote as he says, the deciding vote. Yeah. Is missing. What? Everyone looks in the box and on the ground. Gilligan says, oh, yeah, I've got it right here. He pulls his ballot out of his pocket and hands it to the professor. The skipper says, what's the matter, Gilligan? Isn't our ballot box not good enough for you? Oh, shit. Gilligan says, I was afraid it might get wet. Mm. The skipper thinks while the professor unfolds Gilligan's ballot and says, so that means that I win. Mr. Howell says, no, that means I'm elected. After the professor reads the final ballot, he says, I'm sorry, gentlemen, you've both lost. Mm. The skipper says, well, that's impossible. Mr. Howell asks, then who is president? They all stop and slowly turn to look at Gilligan. Mm. The skipper, in shock, says, Gilligan? Gilligan slowly stands up with Marianne beaming with pride. He looks into the camera and says, President Gilligan? And it shivers because he's still cold and wet. <laughs> oh. Gee, with the title being President Gilligan, we sure didn't see that one coming. No, not at all. No, that's, that was complete shocker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love how nobody can believe that Gilligan got a vote at all. Like like people just think he's some kind of like mentally handicapped person that happens to be stuck with him. Like, they don't even tell like, well, we don't even really need to mention that. Like, yeah. Like, oh, no, no. None of that. <laughs> all right. Um, two cute. looks to camera. That's kind of cool. In one episode, two looks to camera. There's going to be a third one later. Yeah, yeah. And, um, funny how the shivers came and went You (laughs) sit there for the longest time Perfectly fine, and all of a sudden he's like Oh shit, I forgot I am supposed to be shivering (laughs) Wish you weren't a liar (laughs) Alright, so this is where we take our next break So Gilligan has won the election Yes Will he run the island smoothly with no problems? Will the skipper still boss him around? Will Marianne become his first lady? Oh shit He's going to be like, you may be the first lady, but you're my queen. <laughs> That'd be some cool shit from the to say. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> we'll be back.
0: Coming in the fall of 2022. Tommy and the Order of Cosmic Champions, a new novel inspired by the toys and cartoons of the 1980s. Click the link in today's show notes to preview now. The book follows 11-year-old Tommy Grant, who is trying to deal with some unfavorable circumstances in his otherwise tranquil life in rural 1980s Ohio. He retreats to the thing he loves most, The the Order of Cosmic Champions. Champions long-running animated TV program and line of toys that provides Tommy with a much-needed boost of joy. Especially when he discovers that the manufacturer is holding a nationwide Create a Character contest. The winning design will be made into an action figure and be sold the world over, with its creator becoming president for a day at the headquarters of the manufacturer. But when Tommy's character design loses out, his world begins to crumble and he can only think of one way to fix it. Find the kid that submitted the winning design and try to convince him to help make Tommy's dream come true. Visit OrderOfCosmicChampions.com now where you can read about the inspiration for the new book. Watch the teaser trailer. Listen to the official theme song, Stand or Fall by Stan Bush. Where are See action figure designs based on the Order of Cosmic Champions characters and sign up for updates on the novel's progress and upcoming release date. That's orderofcosmicchampions.com or click the link in today's show notes. Tommy in the Order of Cosmic Champions, a new novel by Anthony Rapino and Anthony Great, coming in the fall of 2022.
1: And we are uh, back. Ooh, man.
0: Save big money at Menards.
1: <laughs> is that, yeah. that the commercial? That's a commercial, yeah. <laughs> man, what does that mean? It means you can save big money at Menards. <laughs> Menards. Menards will save you money, Menards. Sorry. I used to love looking around that store. I loved it. They had so many interesting things in there. Is he behind the tree? <laughs> we haven't done it in this episode. I felt like your listeners were missing it. Oh, you think so? So I, I got a question for you. Okay. If somebody was to, like, if they want, let's say hypothetically, because we were joking about it earlier, but let's say hypothetically they wanted to, like, repopulate, just start this whole civilization over again, because <laughs> with their why new country? not? Yeah, why not? Because, you know, that's within the confines of what this show would do. I feel um, like Mr. Howe would put it as, we need more voters. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, who do you think would get pregnant? Ooh. Well, we only have two options. Like which female. Female, why? Like the female involved. Oh, oh, Who do you think would get pregnant? Oh, yeah. okay. Um. Well, we only have two options, which is Marianne or Ginger. I don't think that's Mrs. Yeah. Howe is fertile anymore. No, she might be, but I doubt it. I really doubt it. Didn't we already figure out her age was like sixty or something? Or like that? the actress's age is that old? Yeah. Anyway, my mom had me when she was like forty-one, forty-two, or something. So damn. Yeah. So it's is if, that, her, if her character's in her forties, is possible? Is that why that you know probably you have that thing? Probably yeah, growing, out Arts. The, <laughs> growing out of the you know the. Yeah. area. I think so. I'm not sure. I tried to cut off with a pocket knife once, but it hurt too bad and I had to stop. <laughs> Back to your question. Who would get pregnant? Um Honestly, I think that, okay, When you say like who, like if there only had to be one of them? Yeah, yeah. If, if okay. somebody, if one person was to get pregnant, who would it be? Or if you want to word it this way, who would be the first one to get pregnant if you want to think of it that way? Okay. <clears throat> but if, if only one could get pregnant, who would it be? Okay, so now you have to think about first of all, who is the let's just boil it down to who's the sexiest out of the two, and then also who would be more willing, right? So, I'm well, going to sexiness. I don't with think comes into play at all. Because they're alone on the islands, the only two females available. So well, no, because they like, like they're th- they're thinking of like repopulating Earth. True, true, true. So they're not looking at it as it's it's not like it's an accident. Where it's like oh shit, I think I got pregnant. Not like that. Like they did it on purpose. Like I think for the purpose uh, of procreating. Definitely, Marianne. Yeah, why? Why do you think? I agree, but I want to hear. Well, I want to hear why you think Marianne. Um, because like she's from the farm, <laughs> and she knows. Okay. About That you know, she's probably used to big families, probably has a big family. She probably wants to be a mother more than anybody else, more mm-hmm. than Ginger, I should say. Um, and uh, she just looks like she would be that hometown mom mother figure, like that. I don't know that she, I think, Marianne would be shallow enough to shallow, yeah, to th- not Marianne, sorry, Ginger, uh, would be shallow enough to look at it like, well, if we ever get rescued and I'm, and I have a baby, my career might be ruined. Right. I I think she would look at it that shallow. I agree. I think Marianne's the type that would be like, I agree. We need to reset because you know, she don't want to get, she don't want to get rescued. So, (laughs) you know, yeah, we're here for life, man. Let's uh, let's build a family here. So so now the more important question for the purpose of reestablishing society. Yeah. Who do you think would get her pregnant? (laughs) <laughs> who do you think the most logical person to get her pregnant is like if they had to like vote on like okay who should get her pregnant yeah for the that's again for the purpose of redo, re-establishing society like who would, would be the, the 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 wisest person to get her pregnant <laughs> well probably the professor probably the best choice that's what i'm thinking too yeah because he's educated and all that so i secretly kind of hope that like you know when when the cameraman when the cameraman go home and leave the castries on the island every night <laughs> that <laughs> right. Ginger and and Gilligan have like a little thing going on like they're really like secretly like hooking you up mean, on the side. Do you mean Marianne and Gilligan? Sorry, I get the I get that two's i I've got those two confused when I was a kid too. Yeah, Marianne and Gilligan. I kind of I kind of wish that they had a little thing going. Yeah, because I, I think she secretly likes him. I think she really doesn't. Well, not so secretly. I think she likes him, but I think yeah. Gilligan. You know, he's you know he's basically you know, skipper's sex life kind of thing. So he can't really <laughs> act on it, but. You know. Yeah, he kind of like, also, it seems like he has. I don't think Gilligan knows what sex is. I'm pretty, pretty sure he's a never grown man? been with anybody. Right. What right. I think is that he probably like went to work with his dad because his dad probably worked on a boat. And when he was 18 years old, he got a job working on another boat and then eventually worked with the skipper. And he just never took the time to like. You know, he's not the kind of sailor that always has a girl in every port. He's not like that. He, he yeah. probably has such low self-esteem that he just goes from job to job to job trying to do the best job he can. Yeah. I think he's just into his work more than anything else. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause he, he even just, says in this, I want to be, you know, first petty officer or whatever. So junior petty officer, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is be a third class petty officer. Okay. Which would be an E4 in the military, but that's Navy. Like he's named in the world Navy. So. Right. Exactly. Do you think maybe? Do you think maybe he's like mentally handicapped? <laughs> like speaking it, from today's terms, like <laughs> I think I think the other people on the island think so, but I don't think yeah, so. Yeah. No, no, I think mean, he's yeah. just naive. That's all. So if anybody out there writes fan fiction about Gilligan's <laughs> Island, you need to write something about Marianne and Gilligan hooking up. Hmm. But I, I kind of oh, wish wow. it was like like the, not like porn, but I mean oh, them hooking right. up on the side. Almost to like flip off the rest of the cast member. You know what I mean? Like, no, I, I like doing I it like as a rebellious term, thing. I don't like the term you said hooking up because Marianne and, and Gilligan wouldn't quote hook up because <laughs> Marianne deserves love, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> but also, if Gillis she's gonna, gonna be with up. another man, damn it, she's gonna be in love. <laughs> right. Gilligan also deserves love, Jimmy. <laughs> That's true. Even no, you're, you're skipping right. yeah, yeah. For too long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if they had, like, some kind of secret romance, but they had to keep it on the download because they didn't want anybody being jealous or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be nice. That's Maybe that's why he's so... Maybe that's why he's so afraid of Ginger. He's afraid he's going to cheat oh, on Marianne. Oh, right, right, right. He don't act like that with Marianne. Marianne goes to comfort him and shit, and he doesn't move away from her. Yeah, because he's not like he's, like, naive and scared of women. He's not. No. He's like, yo, like... Um, he's afraid taken. he's going to cheat on Marianne. I'm <gasps> taken like that's no. Yeah. They're totally like together. Yeah. Damn. I I love that for him. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. No, I kind of, if I had to make couples, I would, I mean, Skipper would obviously be the odd man out. He's not with anybody. Um, But I think the professor and Ginger would end up together. I think Marianne and Gilligan would end up together, and obviously the two howls. when I think Skipper would just be on the sidelines watching everybody; be happy. <laughs> and Skipper would be completely has no idea that all these couples are <laughs> the no, uh-uh. <laughs> oh yeah, they're totally existing right now. Like they, that's totally a thing. But Skipper, <laughs> still now, things, I feel like everybody yeah, knows I can get it. The girls, I can get yeah. the girls. I'm like, they no, can't. <laughs> I'm gonna go woo them. Gilligan's like, yeah. she'll tell me about it later. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But yeah, those, those couples totally exist. And Skipper's just stupid. Like, I feel like I'm like that. I feel like I'm not very good at, at things like this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like at work or something, like somebody will say something like, oh, I hear Brad and Janet are hooking up. Like, really? And everybody's like, (laughs) oh, like you didn't know. I'm like. I had no clue. Like, I feel like I'm the last person to know that kind of stuff. It's like in the office where, where Jim comes up to Michael about, yeah, I've kind of had this thing for Pam. And he's like, really? <laughs> oh, you guys hit it very well. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> All right. So, you ready to get back into this? See where we left off? Yes. Excuse me. All right. I'm sorry. That was gross. We're recording. <laughs> sorry. Yes. Yes. I'm ready. All right. So, when we left off, The castaways all decided to have an election to decide who actually is in charge of the island. Oh, damn. After some major campaigning from the skipper, Mr. Howell, it turns out it was all a waste of time. Oh, shit. Gilligan has now won the election. Gilligan is now in charge of everything on the island. And everybody. At least one person. (laughs) I love that for him. (laughs) (laughs) Scene 15. Event later, Gilligan is sweeping out the hut. Well, trying to desand the hut. <laughs> yeah. He grabs a bunch of sand on a dustpan and tosses it out the door just as the skipper walks through. Skipper says, Gilligan, what are you doing? Gilligan says, I was cleaning out the White House. <laughs> skipper snatches the broom and says, Give me that broom. Gilligan fights for it, but the skipper wins. Oh, shit. The skipper says, is this any sort of a job for the president to be doing? Gilligan says, I don't know. I've never been president before. Gilligan walks over and picks up a little side table. Skipper takes it from him. Gilligan says, look, skipper, I didn't mean to win the election. Honest. I was on your side. Skipper says, there's no need to apologize, Gilligan. I just came by here to offer my congratulations. The people have made their choice and whether it's right or wrong, we're stuck with it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> dick. Gilligan <laughs> suggests, well, maybe we should count the votes again just to be sure I won. Mm. Skipper says, there's no need to do that either. We've counted them four times already. God, that's fucked up. <laughs> four times. Ta- four times for like, what, six ballots? Seven yeah. ballots? Only. <laughs> Are you sure? Count them again. Well, they're literally laid out right here. (laughs) Two for the skipper. You want to count them again? Okay. Skipper and Gilligan. What? (laughs) One, two, three. Yep. (laughs) Let me count them again. One, two, three. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Gilligan walks over to another table as the skipper is still holding the broom and the side table. As Gilligan piles more things on the table the skipper is holding, he says... I sure feel awful about winning, especially when I wasn't even running. Skipper says, the fact is you did win, Gilligan, and that's why I'm here. I can hardly call myself a friend if I didn't give you a word of warning. After piling more things in the Skipper's hands, Gilligan says, a word of warning about what? Skipper whispers, the power seekers, (laughs) men who will seek you out call themselves friends. Mm. They'll flatter you. They'll fawn on you. These men are dangerous. Meanwhile, Mr. Howell has now peeked into the hut through the window, eavesdropping on the conversation. Skipper goes on, All these men want is a high position in your government. Mm. Don't trust them. You've got to guard against them. Gilligan asks, Guard against them? How? Skipper says, That's where I come in. Just leave it to me. That's part of my job as second in command. I can't tell you who these men are. Just then, Mr. Howell steps inside (laughs) the hut. The skipper whispers, here comes one of them now. Hmm. And I'm sure a skipper wouldn't be one. (laughs) Definitely not. Mr. Howell says, I just dropped by to offer my heartiest congratulations on your shocking victory. Gilligan puts his hand out to shake it. But Mr. Howell just removes his hat, turns and pretends he didn't see it. (laughs) Gilligan says, yeah, it was kind of a surprise to me, too. Mr. Howell says, yes, well, the way I look at it, it could have been worse. He sneakily points to the skipper and chuckles. Skipper says, if you're finished, Howell, the president and I are busy setting up a new administration. Mr. Howell says, that's exactly why I'm here. The skipper mocks. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> oh, damn. Shit.
0: That Mr. Was Howell wreck.
1: says, oh, 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 Mr. President, before I forget, here's a small but terribly expensive little token in my esteem. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Howell pulls out a little box and hands it to Gilligan. Gilligan says, A box of esteemed tokens. Thanks, Mr. Howell. Mr. Howell says, No, no, no. You see, they're solid gold cufflinks. You'll have to have your wrist pierced (laughs) as he pinches Gilligan's wrist. Gilligan says, Mr. Howell, I don't know how to thank you. Skipper whispers to Gilligan, that's just what he's about to tell you, Gilligan. Mr. Howell says, I don't expect thanks. I come by to pay my respects and to offer my humble service to whatever office the president might designate. Mm. Skipper says, Howell, I must admit, I'm surprised by your attitude. Mr. Howell says, The leader's wish is but my command. Mr. Howell now bows to the president. Skipper now hands everything that he's holding to Mr. Howell and says, Then here, you can start by cleaning up the White House. This ought to be humble enough. (laughs) Mr. Howell barks, Just exactly who do you think you are? Skipper steps into Howell and barks back, I'm the vice president. Mr. Howell asks, the vice president? How did you get that job? Skipper yells, by getting here before you did. Gilligan butts in and says... Sorry, Jesus, that scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> God. I heard it and I was like, what is that? <laughs> oh, I need a moment. <laughs> Gilligan butts in and says, Mr. Howell, do you want your cufflinks back? Mr. Howell, now in shock, says, Do you think I'm the kind of man who would take back a bribe, sir? <laughs> Gilligan says, I guess I have to give you something in return. Mr. Howell says, Well, I expect to get something in return. What exactly do you have open? Gilligan hits him where it hurts and asks, Do you know how to make a good knot? Oh, sorry. That should have been hard. <laughs> Mr. Howell shakes his head and points to the Skipper for that job. Gilligan turns to the Skipper and asks, Skipper, what kind of job can we give Mr. Howell? Skipper says, well, we have Secretary of Labor, Secretary of Defense, Secretary of State. Gilligan lights up and says, yeah, you can do one of those secretaries. Do you know how to take shorthand and typing? Mr. Howell chuckles and says, no, you see, Mr. President, I think with my background, the ideal job for me would be Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. Skipper says, But that's a very important position. Have you had any legal experience? Mr. Howell states, The government has convicted me six times on antitrust suits, and I've been investigated every year for income tax evasion. Damn. Gilligan in awe says, Well, that's good enough for me. How about you, Skipper? The Skipper says, any man that can stay out of jail with a record like that has got to know something about the law. <laughs> Mr. <Howell, laughs> Mister Howell says, indeed I do. Now, the first thing in my agenda, Mr. Howe looks around to make sure nobody is listening and continues, is to investigate a plot to overthrow the government. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Gilligan asks, what plot to overthrow the government? Mr. Howell says, the one I started right after the election. Mr. Howell laughs his motherfucking ass off. He then hands Gilligan the broom back and says, see you at the inaugural luau, Mr. President. And then smacks him on the ass on the way out the door. Hell yeah. And the skipper got pissed. No. Um, <laughs> is he, why'd you let him smack you in the ass? Were you fucking him? <laughs> you didn't seem to protest too much. Did you hmm, find how that works? Um, I know you don't look at establishing shots. It's like against your religion or something. Um, but it looked like it was black sand beaches when they showed the establishing shot. Huh? Which I found interesting cause that's what they have in Hawaii. But when they show the Island, obviously it's regular sand beaches. So I mean, um, they're not far away from Hawaii. So true, but I don't know why one beach would have black sand. The rest of it don't. I don't know. Um, <laughs> um so Gilligan named him second in command. No, but he didn't, Argue it, yeah. Right, I thought that was kind of weird. I, I would have liked it. to see Gilligan go, Who told you you were second in command? Like, right, I would have liked to have seen that too. But I would kind of like to see like this whole episode just see Gilligan turn into just a raging asshole. <laughs> like and just be like over the top full of himself. But he would never like tell the skipper what to do though, so it's like, Right, but that wouldn't that be nice if he like hit his head on a log and he became just an asshole? like that would just be fun, <laughs> be a fun episode. I feel like that uh, already is an episode, so oh, okay, I don't know. Hmm. For some reason, I don't know why, but I always thought Mr. Howell had a cigar all the time. Hmm. No? Okay. Maybe, maybe later down the road. I don't know. Okay. But but the last thing I put is okay, what are they talking? It's seven people. Why do they need all these positions? It's seven people. Because there's gonna be like, more eventually. Again, like you're a castaway. That's what your position is. Like, what if wrong way Larry or fucking whatever comes back? I don't know, or like that dude from Tron, but as a kid. <laughs> what? <laughs> what if he comes back? <laughs> or one of the tribe people, whatever. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. What was like a dude's name. He was in Tron. Jeff Goldblum yeah. or Jeff Goldblum? Well, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's the little kid that comes <laughs> comes in this, like the little kid that they find. Is he? That's what I think. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, no wonder it. you're looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> well, I mean more than I usually do. Um, yeah. <laughs> the guy from Tron shows up like what? Yeah, the new Tron Legacy movie. <laughs> the kid. He was also in that in that one movie where they bowl or whatever. What was it? Big Lebowski? <laughs> Jim Bridges. You're talking about Jip Bridges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jim Bridges is awesome. <laughs> okay. We get to see him as a little boy. Scene 16, later at the inaugural luau, Mm Mugulakihiki, Gilligan sits in the middle of a huge table decorated with a feast of plenty. Mm. The skipper stands behind him to give a speech. The skipper says, it is my honor to introduce to you a man known to us all, a man respected for his courage, his dedication of duty, his leadership, a true giant among men, our president, Gilligan. (laughs) everyone claps and cheers for the new president Gilligan stands up and thanks. Everybody Gilligan says, ladies and gentlemen and honored guests, I accept the responsibility that, but is interrupted by Marianne who is bringing out food for the table. And she says, come on, everybody eat while it's still hot. After realizing she just interrupted him, she says, Oh, I'm sorry, Gilligan. I mean, Mr. President.
0: I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing.
1: (laughs) But notice she's the only one that ever apologizes for interrupting. Mm -hmm. As she sits down, Gilligan continues. Oh, that's okay. Folks, you go ahead and finish dinner. I just jotted down a few things I wanted to say. As everyone begins to dig in and eat the food that was made for them. Gilligan searches around the table for his notes. It was right here a minute ago. He looks over and sees Mr. Howell wiping his freaking mouth with it. (laughs) He says, Mr. Howell, excuse me, but that napkin, I think it's my speech. Mr. Howell opens it up and says, oh, yeah, it tasted a little like it. Mm. They have napkins on this island? Like, really? (laughs) (laughs) May have had it on the boat. Mm. Gilligan chuckles and continues with his speech. First of all, but is interrupted again by Mr. Howell, who asks, would you pass me the guava sauce? Mm. Gilligan says, sure, Mr. Howell, and then passes him the sauce. Gilligan continues now. The skipper now interrupts by handing Gilligan a plate of food and asks, would you pass this down please? Gilligan takes the plate of food, but realizes it's too hot and almost drops it. He scrambles and says, ooh, 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 professor take it, take it. It's hot, professor. The professor takes the hot food and sets it down next to him and says, thank you Gilligan. Real quick, did you notice that the professor almost dropped it? Um, no, he like tosses it to the professor and the professor like bats it around a couple times and then like manages to not spill all the food on it. But then for a split second, he looks at Gilligan like, Oh shit. Did you see that? Totally out of character. (laughs) And then it cuts to another shot where he's just like, thank you, Gilligan. Gilligan goes "No." Gilligan goes on now down to the important business. As all of you know, our water supply is getting short and we have to pitch in and build a well. Out of nowhere, Mrs. Howell says, Oh, I wish I knew who cooked these jellied sand dabs. <sighs> no, that's Ginger. <laughs> Ginger pipes up and says, Oh, I did, Mrs. Howell. Do you like them? <laughs> Mrs. Howell says, Oh, they're delicious. Thurston, you must try them. <laughs> <laughs> You'd believe you were at Antoine's. Ginger smiles and puts her hands on Mrs. Howe's arm and says, Yes, you must try my jellied sand dabs. <laughs> Gilligan, now losing patience, says... Uh, I love how my ginger impression doesn't sound anything like ginger. It's just It <laughs> makes me laugh. I don't know. <laughs> Gilligan, now losing patience, says... Now, about the jellied sand dabs, uh, I mean... About digging the well. Now, look, folks, if we all pitch in, I figure we can dig that well in one day. Now, the skipper exhales loudly and says, well, this is the best meal I've had since I've been on this island. I've got to take a walk. (laughs) Marianne smiles and says, thank you, skipper. The skipper gets up from the table and Marianne decides to join him. Suddenly, everyone gets up from the table. Yeah, right. And they're all they're carrying fruit. Did you notice that? No. Like the skippers carrying like two or three pineapples and ginger's carrying like a couple of like coconuts. Like, all right. Mm-hmm. Gilligan tries to stop everyone and continue with a speech. We have to have fresh water, please. Mr. and Mrs. Howell, Professor, as Secretary of Agriculture, I think it's necessary that you find out where we should dig the well. But it's too late. Nobody was paying any attention as they all left the table and went their separate ways. Noting that Ginger left with the professor. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. I'm pretty sure the skipper went to take a dump. <laughs> He's like, I gotta take a walk. That's I think that's that's code for I gotta go take a dump. <laughs> so why did Marianne go with him? <laughs> she didn't know. She's naive. Yeah. I need to see this conversation. <laughs> I gotta go take a walk. <laughs> It's like, oh, I, I ate a few. I, maybe I'll come with you. Trust <laughs> me, walking. you don't want to. <laughs> okay, if you think so, Marianne. <laughs> you know I'm taking a shit, right? Why are you digging a hole? <laughs> don't ask any questions. <sighs> <sighs> Did you notice that the skipper nor the professor had any trouble holding the hot plate? Oh, that's chair. true. I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hmm. He's like, oh um, fuck, 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 you're taking me. He's like, okay, thanks. <laughs> Let me hold it here for a second. <laughs> I'll set it down. I'll set it down at my leisure. <laughs> um, I already mentioned about good catch on the professor's part, but man, people are rude as fuck. Holy cow. Dang, they're rude. <laughs> no. Um I mean, even if it if it wasn't even if he wasn't present, just the fact that somebody's trying to talk and they're just over like, and plus, how do they eat so damn fast? Their whole meal lasted like what 10 seconds? (laughs) Yeah. So like I see the a point to like assign like Secretary of Agriculture or whatever. You know, he's like in charge of well agriculture. I think people do need to be assigned like roles like that. I think think. they need to assign be assigned like responsibilities, but to go through the trouble of making up these frivolous names like Department of Agriculture. No, you're just you're the farmer, (laughs) you're the hunter. You're going to be lookout and see if any ships are out there. That's You don't need department of lookout or department of... Well, I would just be like, you can call yourself whatever you want, but this uh-huh. is your job. <laughs> can I be king of the fucking plants? Like, absolutely. That's your title. King of the fucking king plants. Of plants. Yep. <laughs> Plant King. Okay. We'll call you that. Scene <laughs> 17. A bit later in the Oval Office... President Gilligan paces back and forth behind his desk. He picks up a conch shell and blows it. As soon as he does, he quickly sits back down as if he had been working. Just then, Mrs. Howell walks in wearing glasses and carrying a notepad and pen. She says, You rang, Mr. President? (laughs) Gilligan says, Yeah, Mrs. Howell. It's almost four o'clock. Has anybody come to see me? Mrs. Howell says, No, they haven't, Mr. President. Gilligan says, Maybe somebody stopped by while you were away from your desk? Mrs. Howell says, I haven't left that oil drum all day, Mr. President. (laughs) Gilligan asks, What's my schedule for tomorrow? Mrs. Howell says, I'll check here. She looks down at her notepad and says, Well, there's nothing in the morning, but in the afternoon, you haven't got anything. (laughs) Gilligan gives a look of disappointment, but then asks, What time is my cabinet meeting? Mrs. Howell says, five o'clock, but the vice president canceled it. He had a fishing day with the chief justice. Gilligan asks, where's the rest of my cabinet? Mrs. Howell says, they're all swimming in the lagoon. Gilligan nods as Mrs. Howell says, I'll accept the secretary of health and welfare. Gilligan lights up and asks, good, what's she doing? Mrs. Howell says, her hair. Gilligan shakes his head in disappointment. He stands up and says, Somebody's got to dig that well. As he slams his hand down on the desk for inflection, he knocks over a cup of ink. It spills all over his desk and hand. Mrs. Howell says, You're right, Mr. President. You're absolutely right. Gilligan just looks at his now black hand covered in ink. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah, it's kind of the same note again. I just, I really don't get why everybody's pretending they're in some sort of White House or something. Like, does she really think, oh, does he really think that he needs a secretary sitting at a desk out front of his hut? You know what I mean? Come on. Like, <laughs> that's like, it's right up there when you watch, like at work, they have these sports shows on, and there was some announcer going, oh, well, if they do this, they'll get the W. Okay, that's three syllables. When is one (laughs) syllable? Like, why are you saying W? You sound like a freaking idiot when you say that. This is the same. They look like a bunch of dumbasses. Like, let's pretend that we're in the White House. No, why don't you pretend you're on an island and get the fuck off? How about that? Well, it's like in those medical dramas, or maybe they really do it in real ERs and stuff, but they call a gunshot wound a GSW. Well, I was watching Dr. Mike, ironically, and he and he talked about that. Like, it's um, faster to say gunshot wound than GSW. And that's exactly what he said. In a real emergency room setting, they just say gunshot wound or gunshot victim or something. He said on paper, they'll write GS, um, GSW. That makes sense. But they don't say it. it makes a lot of sense. That's like saying LOL, when you just say, <laughs> ha. I mean, I don't get it. Right, right, right. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Dr. Mike. Dr. My, I Mike, I don't, I don't love him like that. Hold on. I, I love I like, him like that. Yeah, I like Dr. Mike. He is kind of handsome. I'm going to say no homo, but he's he's kind yeah. of oh, well, yeah. hot. I'd say handsome dude. Oh, you said hot. I'd say handsome dude. Some of that. us are more secure with our sexuality tack than others. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Right. It's okay. I, I think he's handsome. Okay. Let's talk more about Dr. Mike. <laughs> Mr. Homophobe, but okay. <laughs> Let's talk more about Dr. Mike and less about Gilligan's Island. <laughs> did you see the Dr. Mike episode where <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Which anyway, one? I don't know, it's just a uh, joke. No, go on. Go on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the one where he talks about his dog. That's every episode. Oh, yeah. that's nice try. <laughs> episode. Every video. All right. Scene eight. Did you see his boxing match? He actually was on a boxing match with some YouTuber with who some dude. I've never heard of, but spoiler alert. He won. (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) scene 18, a bit later, the skipper is in one of the huts, moving some boxes around. President Gilligan arrives and says, skipper, you got a minute. The skipper says, sure. Gilligan. (laughs) Sure. Gilligan. (laughs) Come on in. That is Mr. President. He says with a smile, Gilligan says Skipper, I need your help. I'm real worried about that. Well, the Skipper says you look worried. Gilligan says I do. Skipper says sure do. And frankly, I've been worried about you. Gilligan asks you have Skipper says yes, but I don't want to worry you about that. You've got enough to worry about without worrying about the way you look, which is terrible. (laughs) Gilligan grabs his face and asks, Really? Skipper goes on, but Gilligan, never mind that. Take a look at this hut. Now, does this look like the office of a vice president? Gilligan looks around and says, no, Skipper, it doesn't. Skipper adds, it is beneath our dignity, isn't it? Gilligan says, yes, sir, it is. Skipper says, right. Now, can you help me with this junk? So well, as this- Hold on. How long have you been on an island? Like a month? Yeah. Let's see, we're, what episode are we on? Six? So six mm-hmm. weeks. Right. And they already have junk <laughs> and clutter. <laughs> yeah, it's stuff they bought off of Amazon that they aren't using. You know how it is. <laughs> you know, like when the mail just piles up and you just kind of stick it somewhere. Exactly, yeah. Oh, right. the end of the counter right here is where we put the mail now. Well, no. That's where I put one piece of mail and now it's stacked up. Like- <laughs> <laughs> and <it> multiplies. <laughs> Yeah. All the letters get together. And fuck. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> when you only put this happens. mail in that junk drawer in the kitchen, it has all the dead batteries in it in there. <laughs> dead ba- I always throw away dead batteries. I never want to confuse it and go, oh, sweet <laughs> batteries. And you're like, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> and baby Jesus. All right. Do you put? In, do you put in the same drawer as like <clears throat> all the other like because you have like the batteries, m- random pieces of mail, and there's always like adapters. Yeah, 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 yeah. More like old old cell phone chargers that you know that don't work anymore.
0: Like I found one for phones. like a
1: Samsung flip phone. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> it's got like a like a plug at the end, you know, like a headphone jack. <laughs> like that's how all these <laughs> cell phone chargers are. Or I'm, I had I found one in my junk drawer, and it was like this this little pocket knife. Like about yeah. two inches tall, <laughs> and it had like two blades on it that were kind of rusted a little bit, and one of the plastic decorative things on the side was taken off, like it, the glue had come undone. And it had like one of those little like keychain rings on it, but it was the kind uh-huh. that had the thing that flaps over, and you got to pull the little thing down You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, I got you. Yeah. And it said something like some kind of like Ace Hardware on it or something. <laughs> know. You know and, what else is in that drawer too? Don't you? What's that? Uh, two hundred feet of coaxial cable. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, we hoard that shit like it's going to be currency. That's true. We do be doing that. We do be doing that. I carried around coaxial cable for like decades. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to need this someday. So there's going to be a time where I'll be like, if I only had 200 feet of cable. Holy shit, I do. In Same mine, enough. I always, whenever I'm looking for something, I always come across, I don't know why I even have it. It's a, a USB cable. It's a, it's a standard USB on one end and it's a USB, uh, a micro USB on the other end, but yeah. it's like, like three inches long. Like <laughs> What are you going to do with it? I don't know, but I never throw it away. Cause I look no, at it going, you, you'll well, need it's gotta it be for day. something like, well, yeah. I mean, why else would they make a three inch long USB? Like there's going to be a time where you're going to be like, if I only had, Holy shit! Yep, this is why yeah, my I, kids are gonna come out and be like, "Here's one. Like, what is that? 18 feet long? And I, I need something <laughs> way, way smaller, like not even the height of a of an aluminum can. That's what I need. <laughs> out of here with that 30 foot cable, <laughs> that convenient 20 foot long God. one. I need I mean, something I'm not, inconvenient. I'm not trying to charge my PS4 remote with the house down the street. <laughs> God, I need that much damn cable. <laughs> I want something oh, tiny God. and awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like my yeah. penis. I like my penis. <laughs> Sorry, I did tell you my, my my stepmom listens to the show? Oh, <laughs> oh gosh.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know you know you know what else is in that drawer? What? Wall anchors. Either wall anchors <laughs> or hooks that go into the ceiling. Okay, yeah, I see that. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love junk drawers, but I make every drawer a junk drawer. Like in my one apartment, it got ridiculous. You couldn't open a drawer because you'd have like one drawer silverware right. and like utensils. All the rest of the drawers, junk drawers. <laughs> like yep, they were yep. all. <laughs> I have two junk drawers in my kitchen. I get, I get out of control with them. I, I get. And in, in, in my junk drawer, the one that's next to the washing machine or the dishwasher, rather, um, I have this. It's a keychain. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say it all again. I was going to say the same thing I said before. Now it's a keychain with a house key and a car key on it. Yeah. And on the other end, on the other end it has like a like a key fob that you'd use for your car. Yeah. But it's blue and it yeah. says ADT on it. Like for oh, your house? Oh, yeah, ADT. It's Like a house alarm, yeah. But I have no idea who the hell it belongs to. Like I, I have no clue. Like it's not any kind of car I've ever owned. I have it's no not clue where this ca- keychain came from. It's for a house alarm. Right. But on that keychain is a house key and a car key. Oh. It's like a GM car key or something, but I don't know who it belongs yeah. to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dumb. Yeah. Sometimes random keys end up in those junk drawers too. Yeah. Especially ones that don't belong to you. <laughs> <laughs> There'll just be loose keys and you're like, fuck, what the hell is this to? Yeah. Right? You or it's still like it. a master lock. We like- keep it because, you know, you could need it. Because you you saved it for some reason. Right. (laughs) Okay, we're going off on too much with Tangent. Tangent. Okay. All right, back in. As the Skipper hands Gilligan a couple of boxes to carry, Gilligan says, Sure, Skipper, but about the well. The Skipper keeps piling things on top of the boxes as Gilligan follows him around. Gilligan continues, Skipper? Skipper asks, What seems to be the problem? Gilligan says, Skipper, Our old water supply is running low, and we got to dig a new well real quick. The skipper, half listening, continues to pile on more and more boxes onto Gilligan. The skipper asks, Now that's not too heavy for you, is it? Gilligan, struggling, says, No. The skipper throws some more rope on top and says, Just pile this rope on there, and if you would, just step over to the corner here. We'll put it right in that corner. That's it. Gilligan struggling to carry six crates and some rope <laughs> mm-hmm. slowly turns to put it down into the corner as Gilligan walks. He continues about the water situation, sir. Skipper says, Oh, you're having a problem with the water. says, Gilligan, <laughs> Gilligan says, yeah, skipper, same problem as Gilligan <laughs> struggles to hold the crates. The skipper snaps his fingers and says, wait a minute. Gilligan says, yeah, skipper says, I've got an idea. Gilligan asks, yeah. The skipper says, I think I'll put my desk over here. Would you bring (laughs) that back over here against the wall? Gilligan says, whatever you want. As the president carries the six crates back over, he says, but we've got to make a decision about the well. Skipper says, now, Mr. President, have you made any decision about the well? Gilligan struggling to hold on says, uh-huh. Skipper crosses his arms and asks, what are you going to do? Gilligan says, I'm going to drop these boxes. Gilligan drops the boxes right on the skipper's foot. The skipper yells out. "Oop!" Oh! as the skipper <laughs> deals with his pain, Gilligan says to him, I'm going to see the chief justice about the well. Damn shit. The skipper tends to his pain as Gilligan walks out. Like a motherfucking president. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, mm, uh, what? What? Ah, <laughs> oh, man. My only note is that was awesome. <laughs> I, t- I still want to see Gilligan just completely lose it and just go ape shit on everybody. That would be cool. That would be awesome. Scene 19. Meanwhile, back at Howell Manor, Mr. Howell, or should I say the Chief Justice, is fast asleep taking a nap with his hat over his face. Gilligan pokes in and lifts his hat. This startles Mr. Howell as he wakes up quickly. Gilligan says, I hate to disturb you, Chief Justice. Mr. Howell says, well, that's all right. Never too busy to talk to the president. Gilligan says, well, I want to ask you about the well we have to dig. Mr. Howell says, oh, the well. I've been lying here and giving that a lot of consideration. Mm. He thinks for a second and goes on. Now, the similar case of Fletcher versus Bronson, you see, the municipal court upheld a previous ruling and uh, found for the defendant. And even after the case was appealed, the court refused to reverse decision in spite of the new evidence. He looks at Gilligan, who has a very confused look on his face. Mr. Howell goes on. I've taken all of that into consideration. Gilligan asks, What have you decided to do? <laughs> Mr. Howell, who is still lying down, says, I decided to give it a little more thought. Mr. Howell then takes his hat back from Gilligan and places it over his face and says, Nighty night. Bye bye. <laughs> Gilligan has a disappointed look and leaves the hut. Mm. What's up with the no teddy bear? Oh, yeah. The fuck? Yeah. Uh, I'm just oh. t- just taking a nap, not the teddy bear, hmm. like like it ain't no thing. Exactly, yeah. Hmm. I hope somebody steals it. <laughs> so none of that made like any sense at all. <laughs> okay. What was it, the Fletcher versus Bronson? Like, yeah. do you think like that's like a real court case or anything? Or? Well, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, not to get too boring, but I, I did a little bit of research, and it actually was a 19. 19- Program to bring you a contest bulletin. Oh shit! You know what that sound means, Jimmy? Oh shit! Oh shit! You can't tell anybody. What? I said the people at home. They can't tell anybody. No. But it's time for the phrase that pays. 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 (laughs) Look at that people emailing, the phrase that pays, the phrase that pays, the phrase that pays, the phrase that pays. No, 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 no. This is time now for the phrase that pays. phrase that pays. phrase the pace. No, I'm just <laughs> echoing you. Oh. That's all I'm doing. So Jimmy here is going to tell us what the phrase that pays is. The phrase that pays is... Box it like a boss. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. That's right. Box it like a boss. What's that from, Jimmy? That is from our last contest. That's ah. a throwback. Hmm. The winner of the last contest, if you guys remember, um, got a free T-shirt. They had they wrote in their design for a T-shirt, and the mm-hmm. winner got their T-shirt created, and they got a free T-shirt and... Um, that was the winning design was... Box it like a boss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Referring to Carol Brady. Exactly. In her going her shopping sprees <laughs> and then having all of her packages gift wrapped for, her for herself. <laughs> yes. So, t- so tell them what exactly they have to do. The specific rules. Because right, if they don't do it right, then they ain't entered in. hmm Now that you know the phrase that pays, you have to email it pays. to us email it to the show at averybradypodcast at gmail.com yes. with a subject phrase that pays the contest ends midnight october 1st right. so that means like september what 31st sure Whatever the last day of September is, <laughs> yeah. that's the last day of the contest. Once right. the October 1st hits, the contest is no longer good. So if you're like, oh, crap, I forgot. So like 2 in the morning, you wake up and you email, no, sorry, it's too late. Once we get in October, it's done. And we're going by Eastern Standard Time. Eastern so, Standard Time, yeah. Yes. So. So, yes. So once you email the phrase that pays. Um, phrase that pays. <laughs> it's your chance to win a free Gilligan's Island DVD box set. And remember, do not tell anyone the secret phrase that pays. And also, that's why we chose box box it like a boss. Because box it like a, because it's a box mm-hmm. set. And it's a preview. Oh, you get box it. You get set. it. Box set like a boss. But I mean, another reason is, you know, that it's yes, it's a box set. Yes, it's from the previous contet- contest, but the Retro Network literally boxed it like a boss. I'm just saying. It's, okay. Hell yeah. Yes. Yeah. So remember, phrase the pays, box oh, it so like a boss. <laughs> Email to the show for your chase to win in a drawing. And remember, for your Patreons, you don't have to do anything because you're already Hell yeah, a. Hell yeah. You drawing. don't have to do a damn thing. Just ignore all this shit. Hell yeah. And if, and if some of you guys are out there like, man, fuck, that. I ain't got an email. Join Patreon for a month. You can cancel it in October. We don't give a shit. Like, join yeah. Patreon for a month and then you don't have to enter the contest. I'll be damned if I send an email, a free email. Yeah. Instead, I'm going to sign up for your Patreon. Hell yeah. Hell oh, yeah. I like that. Good, some If you want to. I'm, we're not trying to trick you into joining Patreon. We're just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Now back to our regularly scheduled programming. Hello. Hello. Can you Are you there or no? Did, 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 did uh, FaceTime block up again? I'm here. Oh, there uh, you are. Yeah, okay. here. Man. Yeah. What was that? I don't know. Something um, weird happened. I think we had just ended scene 19 going into scene 20, right? Um. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's where we All right. Went. So I'll start scene 20 then. Okay, that was weird. What the hell was that? That was weird. All right, scene 20. Gilligan now enters another castaway's hut and says, Hi, I hate to barge in like this, but I figure maybe you can help me i went to see the vice president first but he was too busy rearranging his office and couldn't help me so then i went to see the chief of justice of the supreme court but he's got a lot of problems too i mean in the case of fletcher and bronson they even had an appeal and it got really complicated so i was hoping that there was something you could do gilligan now exhales from being out of breath as ginger steps closer and says oh let me <laughs> see uh there must be something I can do uh... oh, Gilligan reminds her about, about the well Ginger then kisses her fingertip and as she's about to touch it to Gilligan's lips he pulls away quickly and smacks, smacks himself on the bamboo frame of the hut and knocks himself out again, again. Ginger then breaks the fourth wall and looks into the camera and shrugs. Hmm. I don't understand what Ginger's motivation is. Her paycheck? No, I'm teasing. Um, (laughs) uh, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) um, I don't think she's trying. I think she just gets off on screwing around with guys. Like, I really do. Like I think she likes the attention she gets when she flirts with guys. Yeah. But as we see here, he pulls away from Ginger again. He does. It's because he doesn't want Marianne, like... Making him sleep in his own hut. If you catch what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why? Why is she trying to like finger his mouth? Like, <laughs> I don't get it. Like, if she want, if she's gonna pretend like she's gonna kiss him, why doesn't she just pretend to kiss him? You know what I mean? Like, if she knows just, he's just gonna, just gonna pull him, away, fucking just kiss That's him. That's what I mean. Like, why are you kissing your finger and putting it up to his mouth? That's dumb. Like, because it's like strippers, like when they kiss you on the cheek instead of you know, it's like. Like yeah. Well, plus is something easy I can do that, but it turns you on. Was this like like in the nineteen sixties when like you know husband and wife weren't allowed to kiss each other and stuff? Is that what this was? (laughs) No, they could back then. Hmm. I don't know. That's just strange to me. I don't know. Scene twenty-one. Later, Gilligan is in the process of digging a hole for the well, as he calls a meeting. The rest of the castaways all stand and watch him dig. He says. I'm going to make this meeting as short as possible. I know we all had a busy day. Mr. Howe with a cocktail in his hand, says, Here, here. The president goes on. Unless the well is finished, we're going to run out of drinking water. The skipper, kissing some presidential ass, says, (laughs) That's very true, Mr. President. We certainly do need a well. The president goes on. That's exactly my thinking, skipper. Marianne, now stepping down into the hole, says, We're behind you all the way, Mr. President. Ginger adds, you're the best president we've ever elected. Gilligan, while still digging, says, thanks, Ginger. Ginger looks over at Mr. Howell and adds, I mean, even if I don't get a star on my dressing room door. Mr. Howell, while still sipping on his cocktail, says, we're with you, sir. Gilligan says, well, then how about helping me dig the well? Marianne (laughs) says, I can't help you, Mr. President. I'm in the midst of settling a strike. Gilligan asks, what's strike? Marianne says, oh, the Secretary of Health and Welfare won't help me in the kitchen. Ginger defends herself by saying, oh, I'm not on strike. I have my own work to do now. How can I wash the dishes and build a hospital at the same time? Gilligan asks, while still digging the well, a hospital? What for? We don't even have a doctor. Ginger kneels down and proudly states, but when the hospital is finished... I'm going to build a medical school. (laughs) She just opened her mouth and out came. (laughs) Mr. Howell says, don't count on me. I'm very involved in a very serious judicial matter. Gilligan calling bullshit asks, well, what are you working on now, Mr. Howell? Mr. Howell yells, your impeachment. Gilligan, while still digging, says, what? (laughs) Skipper says, you're trying to impeach the president on my grounds. Mr. Howell says, Well, he accepted a bribe from some power mad favor seeker. Skipper says, I never gave him a dime. Mr. Howell says, Well, I did. I gave him a pair of solid gold cufflinks. The skipper, still yelling for some reason, says, Well, that's a pretty serious charge, Mr. Howell. Do you have any witnesses? Mr. Howell says, Well, I certainly do. I happen to have five of them. Skipper says, That's impossible. was the only one in the room at the time he took the bribe. Mr. Howell points and says, Aha! There you are. Thank you very much. I'm going to call you as a witness at the impeachment proceedings. Damn right. I wish you weren't a liar. You know, like a liar. The skipper still yelling his motherfucking ass off, says Why do you want to impeach a president that's doing a good job? Mr. Howell says, Oh, nonsense. There's no water down there. Okay. Gillian, having overheard all of this, pops out of the hole and says, Mr. Howe, I've had it. Here's your your part, Jimmy. I've had it. You don't have to impeach me. I fucking quit. Oh, damn. And he slams the shovel into the ground like a motherfucking boss. Mmm. But as he does this, water shoots out of the ground as if he struck oil. All the castaways cheer with glee. Wow. Well, I mean, I, I want to say in a previous scene, I could be wrong, but I want to say Gilligan says we have to build another well. So for Mr. Howell to say there's no water down there, if they are indeed building another well, that means the <laughs> first one went dry and they need a second one. So to say there's no water down there is kind of silly, if that's the case. <laughs> um, but the skipper actually admitted that Gilligan was doing a good job. That's awesome. It is awesome. That, that kind of made good. me feel good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, why would everybody's question? Why was the water under so much pressure? <laughs> right. I have no idea. Um, it makes no sense, but how else are you going to show that really? Uh, the, but the, the same establishing shot was used with that building in the upper left corner. again. <laughs> why don't they just go live in that building? It doesn't make sense. I know you posted that and a lot of people were talking. Somebody said it was a hotel or something. I have no idea. I don't know. Somebody commented saying, Oh, that's a, a so-and-so hotel or oh, Okay. We, so why don't they yeah. just go stay at the hotel? <laughs> That's what somebody said. Like, oh, no, well, I, they think, they were, I think it was over. a joke. What you're talking about, I think it was a joke. I think they were saying, oh, yeah, if they just walked around the other side of the island, they'd realize they would see the hotel. You know, like as in they're on a, they're, it's not a deserted island. They just haven't walked to the other side of the island yet. Right, right. So why wasn't the professor there? I mean, it seemed like everybody else was. He was there. Where? Like he didn't have a single freaking line for some reason. Well, ironically, I took a photo. You took a photo. You were there. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, I was down in the hole looking. I'm Bet you weren't here. helping dig the hole, though, were you? Hell no. I know. I was a fucking photographer. I just sent it to you. It looks like a meme because I had closed captioning on. Mm, let's see here. It does look like a meme. Well, there's the skipper right, or the right there. professor right there in the middle. Mm, right there, standing mm. next to Mrs. Howell, who also didn't have any lines. Okay. Mm, right Mm. You know what's it's funny is Well first Mar- of all, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Like you had this at the ready, like to prove me wrong. I did. Does it feel good? Do you feel good about yourself now? Does it feel I do. good? I do. <laughs> it does feel good. Yeah. I couldn't <laughs> wait to record tonight. I'm like, well, it's gonna be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Just to see a smug little face. <laughs> <laughs> <Shut up! laughs> I'm gonna see a s- smug little face when he saw I'm like, uh uh uh. <laughs> um <laughs> But what's funny is Marianne says, um, I'm dealing with a strike, right? And I yeah. really wish they wouldn't have put the next line in where she says, oh, the Secretary of Health and Welfare won't help me do this. No, just have her fucking leave because the strike is nobody helping with the well in the first place. Oh, okay. So she could have given everybody a look like, come on, guys. You know what I mean? I'm dealing with a strike and like telling everybody to come with her. I thought would have been funny. <laughs> but I guess it's true. Yeah. Fine, we'll do it the way they want to do it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and make jokes. See if I can. <laughs> right. Scene 22. Later that night, at the dinner table, Gilligan, st- oh. Oh. Gilligan sits at the head of the table. The skipper says, quiet down now, folks. The president would like to say a few words. Hmm. Gilligan stands up and says, toaster, tree. No, I'm teasing. A few and words. Hubcap. <laughs> yeah. The president would like to say a few words. Gilligan stands up and says, Thank you. First of all, thank you for attending the cabinet meeting. Now that we solved our water problem, I think we ought to get to work on our next project a lookout tower. The skipper smiles and says, A lookout tower? That's an excellent idea, Mr. President. Mr. Howell says, You mean a high rise sort of thing? Mr. <laughs> Mrs. Howell says, A lookout tower. That sounds marvelous. What is it? (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying. Ginger is also confused. Gilligan goes on to explain what a lookout tower is, even though it's literally in the name. (laughs) He says, if we build a real tall lookout tower, a ship or a plane might spot us and we'd be rescued. The skipper responds. Excellent. Excellent the rest of the group all cheer at the great idea. The president goes on. I'm glad you all like the idea. I have the bamboo poles and vines right here and we can begin construction right now. He turns to Mr. Howell and says, Mr. Howell, but is cut off by Mr. Howell as he says, oh, I have to go, Mr. President. A lot of cases on the docket. Supreme Court cases can't wait, you know. That right there is where I said fucking cancel them. (laughs) I'm the president. You fucking cancel him. Yeah. There's no fucking court cases today. (laughs) Really? It's funny because uh, you're not eating until you help. So uh, how about that for presidential power? Um, (laughs) As Mr. Howell gets up from the table, Gilligan turns to Mrs. Howell and says, Mrs. Howell? She interrupts Gilligan and says, I have to go and take dictation for Mr. Howell. If you know what I mean. If you know what I'm saying, some a little dick tasting. <laughs> oh, sorry, it's dictation. <laughs> I sorry. Do. sorry, I thought it was I thought it was dictation dick tasting. Dick tasting. Um, <laughs> I, <have to, laughs> I have to go do a little dick tasting, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> sorry. As they as they both leave, Gilligan turns to the professor, but the professor says, I'm sorry, Mr. President, but I've got a scientific report to finish. As the <laughs> <laughs> As the professor leaves, Gilligan turns to Marianne, the one that he can always count on, the one that's always got his back. She says, I think I better check on the food supply. Oh, Sorry, geez. I'm not can you repeat the question? <laughs> Sorry, I'm not interested.
0: <laughs>
1: oh my god, you The oh <laughs> wheezing has turned into a high pitched squeal. Oh, jeez. Fucking Gilligan and your fucking help anyways, bitch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> As Marianne leaves, he turns to Ginger. She gets up from the table and says, uh, I have to wash my hair, Gilligan. Uh. <laughs> As Ginger leaves the table, he turns to his confidant, the Skipper. He says, Skipper, do you think? But Skipper cuts him off and says, that's just the idea, Mr. President. You've done some wonderful things for the island, and everyone is behind you 100 percent. Gilligan says, "I sure hope I can get reelected." The skipper slaps him on the arm and says, "Oh, I'm sure you will be." Do a good job, Gilligan." After the last castaway leaves the table, Gilligan turns back to the table and says, "Now we all, but then realizes that he's all alone. Oh, mm-hmm. again. He just sits down and thinks about his mom living back in Hawaii and how he never got to say goodbye to her and as she's probably dead. And his dog who's probably starved to death by now since he hasn't been home Scrubby. in like six weeks. Scrumpy? Yeah. He just sits down, Tack. And shakes his head in disappointment. <laughs> Because everyone let him down. Yeah. What a bunch of lazy asses. This is a funny comedy. (laughs) Gilligan (laughs) Gilligan actually did a really good job as president. He deserved the position more than anyone else. (laughs) And is he going to be president next week, too? But I mean, what's, what's fucked up about it is it would be different if. Gilligan was just lazy every episode and did Gilligan want to help anybody, but Gilligan's Gilligan is always the first one to help, right? Yeah. He never seems to have a problem helping. If anything, he's got a problem with try, either trying too hard or being nervous that he's not doing a good enough job. Right. Right. So it would be different if in the storyline, like Gillingham's just lazy. to sit around and just smoke banana peels all the time or something. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, And then they could use this presidential thing to actually get him motivated to actually do something. Then I can picture them going, Well, just let him he's fucking working now. Like just let him do it. Like to to teach him a lesson kind of a thing. But he he's been working the whole time, arguably harder than anybody. Yes, he screws up a lot, but but maybe their motivation is he's not screwing things up. He's actually thinking and not, and, and not screwing things up and doing a good job. So maybe their, their ideas. is, well, just fuck, it, just let him do it. Like he's finally not fucking things up. Like just let him do it. Mm-hmm. All good points. I don't know. But yeah, also it's almost, I mean, with them not helping, it's almost as if some of them don't want to be rescued. Well, now that they all have new jobs, of course, Marianne is like, Oh, I got to go count food. Yeah, you know, she's want the fucking like, lookout tower and shit. Yeah, it's almost like maybe she convinced people that they don't want to be rescued. How about that one, Tech? How did she do that? I don't know. But she has Gilgan underneath her thumb that we already established that. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. She has everybody convinced they have their own jobs now and they're going to repopulate society. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. A little Mafia Marianne. Well, that's the, end of the episode. that's the end of the episode. All right. That was a good one. <laughs> well, I do have an email to read. Um, okay. <laughs> no, but th- Jimmy, it's from Emmy Kate. You know, oh, Emmy Kate. Kate. Yeah. She says, guys, you suck. No, she didn't say that. <laughs> she says, guys, I can't believe you brought up the great space coaster. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently she's on board. <laughs> whoa, whoa. My sisters and I loved that show as kids. And we even had a Gary Genu doll. Oh, that's awesome. I don't know. They sold Gary Genu dolls. I don't know either. A picture exists of us with it, but I don't know who has it now. Now, when I ask anyone my age about it, they never heard of it. What? And, and I was starting to feel like it was a fantasy I made up. I feel very validated that others are familiar with it. Also exclamation, exclamation. I've been listening to the Gilligan's Island episodes and I'm not disappointed. Nice. Good. Good. I love that show. And you guys are killing it. Eventually when I have some extra time, I will send you voice notes at some, Oh, perfect. Some yeah. Of the Yeah. Episodes. So, and then she says, Emmy Kate. Well, just know Emmy Kate that you have new friends with new things to see. <laughs> and we will take you through the galaxy. Just saying. <laughs> you remember all the lyrics. Just like saying. <laughs> Off she gets go. it. She gets it. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. It's good to hear from you, Mik. We appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, so uh you know, Emmy, we had fun here today. We did have fun here today. Don't be offended. We do love the show, and we're not racist or sexist. Hell no. I don't think we have to say that anymore. I think people probably know. You keep saying that. that, but there's going to be that one time where somebody's going to call us, you guys are racist and sexist, but and it, it'll be like the one time where we didn't say that we weren't. But I feel like if somebody's watching it going, oh, my God, that was racist. Oh, my God, that was sexist. And at the end of it, we go, you know, we're not racist or sexist. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, shit, they said they weren't. So I'm good now. I mean, I don't feel like that's really going to change it. <laughs> okay. We've been doing this show th- almost three years now. <laughs> right. right. It's that's kind of like a, when you drive by a motel and it says, like, you know, clean bathroom, you know, or a gas station, it says clean bathrooms. Like, yeah. yeah. Can't, like, I, I feel like they're not now. Like, why would you have to advertise that? Yeah. Clean rooms. Like, I hope so. See, I feel like it's more like you go up to an elevator. And you, you know, push the up button and then somebody else comes up to the elevator and they see you standing there and they go and push the elevator up button again. And you're just like, the fuck? <laughs> I just pressed that. So it's, I feel like it's kind of like that. Or like, like you were saying at a hotel, you drive by, it says no vacancy, but you still stop and going, Hey, do you have any extra rooms? Well, it says fucking no vacancy, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> I feel like it's more like that. But anyways, we would personally like to thank our producers from Patreon because without you, this couldn't be possible. And of course we're looking at you, Jenny and Jim. Mm-hmm. we're eyeballing you not the side out either we are looking at you um, because you guys were obviously the first ones that took a chance on on us and uh, we will always be grateful uh, so thank you we definitely appreciate it wouldn't it be some shit if one of them won the box set everybody's gonna be like <laughs> that's fucking bullshit <laughs> That would be kinda that'd be fun. That would be hilarious. I'd mind hey, we'll if draw. I won it. would be funny if I won it. Wouldn't that be funny if I won it? <laughs> yeah. No. Yes, <laughs> you won it. I did. My I son probably- did. no no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we know because of the format. At least we know that it's going to go to somebody that's going to use it. That's going to like it. You know what I mean? Obviously, you know, it wouldn't be listening to our weirdo. Yeah, so don't be telling like your uncle Charlie, like, hey, you want a free Gilligan's Zell DVD box? All you do is email this fucking email address and say the fucking whatever phrase the part (laughs) is. And they will be like, sure. And he's never listened to the show. No, you can't do that. That's why we say don't tell anybody. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Unless, I'm just throwing this out there. Unless it's for you. You know what I mean? If you're like, hey, you know, hey Aunt Jan um, can you go <laughs> ahead and, and and you know, email this phrase that pays to this podcast or whatever because they're having a contest because you really want the box of that bad? Okay, I can kind of look the other way at that. But if you're in okay. Jan do not even watch Brady, if she's just going to re-gift it at some white elephant party, no. Oh, come on. Let it go to somebody that, that wants it. You, know? you call it white elephant party. I call it evil Christmas. <laughs> evil <Sorry>. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the line from The Office? Evil um, Christmas or <laughs> something like that? I can't remember. Something like that, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. All right. So we're going to hand out some homework assignments. Hell yeah. First one is check out the website at everybodypodcast.com. Second one, do a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, I got to say something about that, Jimmy. Uh-huh. I feel like nobody's doing that anymore, but that okay. really helps the show a lot because it's been a long time since we've had a review. True. And I really appreciate it. People go on to, you know, if you're listening to it on an Apple podcast, just go in there and just be like, Yo, you guys rock. That's it. Five stars. Well, Boom. I, I've got an idea. Like just what's a, what's a silly, uh, n- not a nonsense word, but what's a silly word that you can think of off the top of your head. It's got to be a real word. Can't be a, it can't be nonsense. It's gotta be a real. Oh, word. Like Keats Moten doesn't work. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. Oh, like hubcap hubcap. Okay. So, so what, what you have for the, for this portion of your homework, you have to try to fit the word hubcap. <laughs> Ooh, into the review for the show. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's like a little, uh, creative writing assignment. And that'll be just a little nod to us going, I see what you did there. You know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, you gotta, you, when you do your writing review, you gotta try to fit the word hubcap in. Did I ever tell you about the time where we'd have like, you know, like secret shoppers, you know what that is? Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, like when I was working in a retail store, we have secret like phone shoppers, you know? Mm-hmm. and all the calls are being recorded. And then it would go out to our, like our district managers and stuff like <laughs> that. And we had to hit like certain bullet points, you know, on the phone call, like somebody pretending they were, I was looking at your ad online, you know, and we had to like mm-hmm. certain things we had to hit. But we can always tell when it was one of those like fake secret shoppers because it's being recorded and you can hear almost like an echo. <laughs> so, yeah. And as soon as you they start talking, you're like, secret shopper, you know. And then so you had to make sure you hit all your bullet points. But what I always like to do is like, I'll, I'll pick a keyword. I'll make the keyword this week is sailboat. So you have to fit in the word <laughs> sailboat somewhere. <laughs> and then so when I was talking to somebody, it was like about a a drop freezer or something like that. And, and I was like, oh, yeah, my uh, district manager, Mike, like he has one of these on a sailboat and he loves it. <laughs> I would have kept him on the phone as long as possible trying to sell it to him <laughs> didn't you just call here last week asking about a fridge <laughs> I recognize your voice <laughs> I tried calling the cell phone you gave me and it never worked so are you just wasting my time no I don't do that. You get fired <laughs> anyway uh, so tell two friends about the show and if you don't like it tell two other people that you don't even know <laughs> Send an email to the show and tell us how you like or dislike the show at AVeryBradyPodcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group and join in the conversations and all the fun like my stepmommy did. Hell yeah, that's awesome. We got a very Brady Facebook group. If you would like to be a producer, check out the check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash AVeryBradyPodcast. Check out our Instagram if you want to see what these silly mugs look like. Hell yeah. Check Actually, out we, we don't a really post Brady. a lot of pictures of us. Well, no, we did. We did all the the promo pictures. Yeah, you're right. Okay, never mind. But go to Very Brady Podcast on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook and get real-time updates. Like, if the show's going to be late, any contests we got running, anything Mm -hmm. like that. We haven't posted anything about the contest. Oh, that's right. You were going to post that commercial. (laughs) No, I wasn't. (laughs) If you don't win,
0: suck my dick.
1: (laughs) You were going to post that. <laughs> no. Do you want me to? <laughs> <laughs> That's Check out for. the Retro Network at retronetwork.com. Check out our shop with our affiliate link at www.avaribradypodcast.com slash shop. Check out our tea public store for merch. Link is in the description of this and every episode. And last but not least, if you don't do any of these, if you're like, you know what? Screw all these. There's one that we would like you to do. And that is to mm-hmm. go watch the Brady Bunch. Oh, no, not the Brady Bunch. That's to go watch <laughs> Gilligan's Island. And Indeed. I will let you know what to watch next. <laughs> on the next episode, season one, episode seven, The Sound of Quacking, <laughs> the hungry mm. castaways find a wild duck on the island. Oh, shit. But they don't know whether to use it as food or attach a message to him and hope for rescue. Oh, interesting. Yes. Mm. Mm. I'm not going to vote on that too mm, prob- Well, the president just gets to decide, right? I guess so Well, let me guess, he's magically not be president anymore the next episode? Mm-hmm. Act like that shit didn't happen? Act like that shit didn't happen Shit Shit <laughs> Where'd that water come? I bet you remember that water, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> so let's remind everybody about the contest oh, we were yeah, going yeah. on yeah, yeah, yeah so we still the contest go on to win a free DVD um, Gilligan's Island box set. Hell yeah. All you gotta do is listen to the show through the rest of September and we'll be giving out a secret phrase secret or phrase. phrase that pays. Phrase that pays. <laughs> and once you hear the phrase that pays, phrase that pays. email the show at averybirdypodcast at gmail.com Hell with yeah. the, phrase that pays. the phrase that pays. Phrase that pays. Also, Patreon people. All our producers are automatically entered into the contest, and you don't have to email anything. You don't have to worry about the phrase that pays. Phrase that pays. There you go. Um, once the contest is complete, we will be announcing the winner through random draw, and they will receive a free Gilligan's out box Set. That's, that's exciting. That sounds amazing, Jimmy. When does the contest end? It ends midnight October 1st. So once we are in the month of October, it is no longer going on. When will we announce the winner? October sixth. Well, the 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 episode that comes out October sixth. Yeah. yeah. Um, um. Yeah. So we're we're it'll end um, midnight October first Eastern, Eastern time. Eastern time. Eastern Standard Time. Yes. So uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 So look out for that. Hell to the end. So unless you have anything else. Um. I do not. Okay. In that case, I have been Jimmy. And I've been Tack. And this has been A Very Brady Podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keep smoking. Oh
0: this has been a presentation of the Retro Network.